is Dave Hanratty and there will be, there shall be, no encore. Welcome back to the show to um, running enthusiast Richard Chambers. Hey! I'm very excited to be back. He's back. It's happening. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think this is my third time in the space of a year being here. Yeah. Well, you know, like, very right exciting. I, 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 need, I need guests, man. I need people. I volunteered this time. You did volunteer. And I appreciate it. You volunteered as tribute. Uh, yeah, I can give you a better intro than that. Um, he is, you know, the greatest newsman to ever come out of the country. I think that's fair, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, <laughs> he's humble as ever. Daytime television favourite. No uh, notes. Uh, host of the podcast awards this year. I, d- I did, yeah. Did uh, you, you guys didn't enter, it seems. No, Encore didn't enter, but yeah. my, my job, my profession, uh, the Irish Independent. Swept the board. Swept the fucking board. Yeah. Like, what can I say? It was so, very... Um, uh, gold standard over here. Return of the King when they won all those Oscars yeah. that time. I didn't go to the awards, but then once the awards started rolling in, I was like, well, I guess I'm going back out. I was playing Metal Gear Solid 2. And then I was that's like, unbelievable. Great that's game. a good reason. Great Fantastic. Game. And now I'm violently hungover today. I so. think that's Blind Boy and, and Joanne McNally's reason why neither of them... They were playing the Metal Gear Solid 2? Yeah. <laughs> We're playing Metal Gear. Um, it's gone through the back catalogue. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we could, we could just do our like our endless array of Liquid Snake impressions. <laughs> Very close by, Snake. What a what a game. What a man. Anyway, this man. Uh, what, what, what I give you there? Best newsman in the country. Daytime favourite. Host yeah. of things. Yeah. Running enthusiast. Uh, tribal chief. Oh, wow. During General. <laughs> <laughs> It's Richard Chambers. Uh, you are doing a big run though next year, and it's for a very worthy cause. I am actually. We, yeah, we, we, I haven't we'll, actually. We'll put it in the show notes, but can we plug it now? Please? Yeah, I think so. I haven't actually plugged it anywhere else apart from on my own social. So I'm doing the Rome Marathon uh, in 2024 on St Patrick's Day, an auspicious day, 17th of March 2024. In case people forget the date for these things, <laughs> for these massive public holidays, I hope you don't forget. Um, it. <laughs> I hope not. That would be terrible. Uh, yeah, I'm running it for Women's Aid. Um, it's a cause uh, that. Uh, is very important to a lot of people close to me and yeah delighted to be doing it I think I thought there's a lot of people who raise a lot of money around marathons and I was like you know what that's inspiring I might just give that a go because I was going to run it anyway um, so I thought eh why not? Why not take take something, a cause along on the journey with me? So it'd be nice, yeah. Yep, absolutely, and best of luck. And like I say, we'll put a link to that in the show notes if you want to donate to Women's Aid via Richard's Marathon. Now the question is, when this arrives, right, because he got, he's gotten even more into running since the last time you were on the show, uh, will you be listening to bangers from the late 2000s? Because that's our top five this week. It is. I, as I, selected by you. Yes, it is. I, I, I can't remember exactly. I remember we were having a WhatsApp conversation. Um, I think I was listening to a certain artist at the time and I was like, holy crap, this era. This era had some stuff. It had stuff going on. Um, there was a, a real, um, I think there was a groundswell of really good pop producers at that, at that time who were coming into probably their peak period. Uh, the drums of that era can't be matched. Yeah, Adam, do you agree? I highly, yeah, I completely agree. Like, just being able to go back and have a look through some playlists and stuff like that. It's wild to mm. see the like amount of sheer, now in fairness, it, it you know, it could be argued that it is a long period of time between 2006 and 2010. You can make but, that argument. But like, you some know. Some would say they're arbitrary numbers. Yeah. Fixed. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, even with that, it's like, there's a hit, there's a hit, there's a hit, there's a hit. And it's just like such a crystallized time in my mind as well. Yeah. It's like the era of my first iPod, wow. which was, you know, seminal in 
me kind of discovering music and all of that kind of stuff and really kind of get immersed in myself. In and that's thing. also why Adam and I have teamed up for a combined top Surprise, five. Richard! Uh, against I've Richard been Chambers. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> this is unfortunate. How does it feel now, now that you're the news story, huh? Well, look, I think, um, I think we can all come together, even though we're on opposing sides, yeah. to celebrate this great era. And we will do that later music. in the show. Uh, first, before we move to the news, two quick things. Uh, did any of us listen to the Andre 3000 89-minute flute album? Richard has his hand up. I listened to the first track. <laughs> <laughs> Which was uh, 40 minutes. <laughs> it, was, it was a long time. and I just, It just isn't for me. It just isn't for me. I love Andre. He is one of the best rappers of all time. I don't care about jazz flute. Do you feel betrayed by this? Does no, it feel, do you feel trolled? He can do what he wants. But it's a bit of a shame that he has never gone back there in a, in a big way. He did a verse, I think, on one of those recent enough Kanye albums. Yes, then, he did. Yeah. He did. I can't remember the name of the song, but it wasn't released on the album and was released afterwards. That's right. Um, Something but, to do with the censoring, wasn't it? Because yeah, because he didn't want it to be like Kanye, Kanye censored for that every album. yeah. Kanye censored himself on that album, but nowhere else, of yeah. course, in the in the months that would follow. Yeah, so I think it was a bit of a a sticking point for Andre that, you know, it it didn't make sense without it or something like that. Mm. I remember being the the conversation at the time. Yeah, I feel I feel it is a bit of a shame that um there was never another Outcast album, even after they got together again for, I think they went on a kind of a tour. They definitely did festivals. I remember like Electric Picnic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around that time, I thought that there would at least be a send-off album there. There never was. It's like Rage Against Machine getting back together. It's like, just hit the studio, lads. Just go in there for a week. I'm sure something good will happen. Adam, you listened to the album. I did. um, Not actively, I must admit. Um, but I really wanted to, after watching his GQ interview, I don't know if any of you have watched I that. I saw a clip of it, yeah. It's very good. Mm. He's like, he's not holding anything back in it at all. He's like, you know, because you can really tell the guy, I, forgive me, I can't remember the guy who did the interview. Um, uh, journalists aren't important. Yeah. Man. Like, no. I can't remember his it's name. Not about, but it's not about us. Yeah. so clearly, so clearly dying for a rap album from this guy. Like, because he's like, why, man? Just like so many different. <laughs> how many? How many times has he rephrased and rephrased again? Why didn't you make a rap album? You know what I mean. But like again, Andre's just like, look, give it a go. I, I've got stuff there, but it's just not to my standard. And mm. like he's, you know, he's very insecure. As very, well. very insecure. Massive social anxieties. Um, hates being famous by like every stretch. It would. It would appear he's just. He, he's not into it at all. Yeah, um, there's maybe something to, say, to be said as well about the fact that he is that he does have that sense of quality control about his work that he's like I'm not going to throw out a rap album for the sake of it if it isn't that interesting or if it doesn't have something to say I think I saw one of the clips I saw from the interview was he was saying well I'm you know he's almost 50 now I think he said he was what am I going to rap about Yeah, you know it's not relevant to what you know the listenership will want so I think there's something to be said for that. So he's the uh, the Daniel Day-Lewis of of music, you think? I think so, yeah. Controlling his career. I should say as well, Pitchfork gave it best new music. I was going to say. And I did notice it. I noticed a, a Twitter storm when that went out. Uh, they got bodied on Twitter for labeling it as a rap album. Pretty silly now. It says rap slash experimental and people were going nuts about this on Twitter. Uh, the funniest comment, because, you know, everything from people like outright accusing them of racism to just people being like, this is ridiculous, you can't, you can't call this a rap album, it's fucking experimental ambience. But the funniest 
comment I saw was someone saying, "Is the rap album in the room with us?" Right? <laughs> <laughs> Which is very, very good. good. Yeah, very good. And the I, first, the first track name is like, "This is not a." It's I, what is it? I I swear I really yeah. wanted to make a rap album, but this is literally just what fell out of me yeah. this time. Pitchfork's like, "Yep, rap it is." <laughs> <laughs> they, it, it's just, everything else is blurred. That's the only thing that's. I saw the rap word. Yeah. Speaking of uh, of Pitchfork, before we get into the news, uh, Pitchfork uh, had that weird kind of pro Taylor Swift ad campaign pretty much when they reviewed all of her albums again a couple of years ago now it was such an obvious fucking transparent thing but the reason I mentioned Taylor Swift and I mentioned her constantly is because you know you cannot mention her but Richard you went to see you went to the cinema the cinema tech cinema tech yes. Adam, let's, let's like, call it what cinema it is tech, yeah, sorry, to the picture house to see the era's tour tell me about this experience two please. tickets for the era's tour please <laughs> <laughs> would you like some popped corn with that sir it was an experience I had a great time I had a great time. We went to the um, the the Stella, as it is. Uh, we initially thought it was going to be on in the Stella Rathmines, which was the main Stella. Oh, it was the it was Baby Stella, was it? Yeah, I think it was it was around Halloween. Um, and your man said, "Oh, are you here for the Exorcist?" And I was like, "No, man, I'm here for Taylor Swift." <laughs> and he's like, "That's on in Randall." And I was like, "Oh crap!" He's like, "It was ten minutes. You could, if you run now, you'll make the start." So we did. We ran over. You ran to the cinema. Ran, ran for Taylor Swift. He's a running man. We That's know true. this. I, I yeah. had the training done. Yeah, <laughs> it was a sensation. I think it's it's in, it was an incredible experience. A great set list. I mean, if I was being overly critical at this point in the cold light of day, those two pandemic albums, one of them probably could have you know been edited out. Yeah, probably ever more. The second one, yeah. Folklore is very good. Folklore is very good for the first eight tracks. It's really she's she has. I I think when I was watching it all, I kind of came to this realization that she's almost the new Bruce Springsteen in many ways. That she has that mass appeal. She's laced with Americana. She's a great three hours plus set list queen is what she is. And you weren't bored. No, it was weird because I'd never been to a live concert cinema thing before. And I was given it socks from from the get go. Did you get up? Or did you dance? People, I, I was giving it a bit of like like you know fist in the air stuff. I was kind of hitting a few choruses along, and it was at the end of um, Love Story, which of course featured recently in the Bear. So oh, I was yeah. super amped for that yeah, when, great, when it came on moment. very early on <laughs> in the whole thing, and I was giving it the whole whoa whoa, and the um, and uh, I gave it a big woo at the end and people turned around and I was like it's a concert what are you turning around for you're here to sing and dance shush yeah. Yeah, it's like, you're ruining my experience Killers <laughs> of the Flower Moon like, but yeah. it, was, it was great I, I was very impressed the production was amazing and it actually helped me to understand in many ways why the ticket prices for the Eras tour when it comes over to Europe are what they are because it's a very big concert it's a very long concert yeah uh, it's probably it's not like other concerts it's still very expensive but I can She's see... She's not like other concerts. I was just about to say. <laughs> not like other concerts. <laughs> people wouldn't understand. Uh, but no, I was very impressed, I have to say. And um, it just, yeah, made me understand that she has... Um, it made me gel more with a lot of her back catalogue. Finally. Partic- um, particularly Reputation. Will you, um, as a bad album, will you now try and get tickets for the live experience? I might try. It's, um, it's not on the top of my list for next year, but... Um, yeah, I'd, I'd happily go along. I didn't mention, do, do, we, do we have um, time to talk about... Um, <laughs> do, we have time to, for here. do we have time to talk about uh, Belters Only? Oh yeah, please, yeah. Oh, Adam doesn't even know <laughs> Sorry. this. What? Oh yeah. Are we, <laughs> what are we getting into Richard, rock the mic. So, um, obviously recently, uh, the, the, the great Dublin DJ duo, uh, which is nice alliteration actually to be said, um, Belters Only, sold out the three arena in Dublin. 
um, which is an amazing achievement and full credit to the guys um, for making that happen. Um, but we went along, um, we had wristbands or whatever, um, so we were there on the free. We thought we'd just go along. We, we, like, we like the dancey music. Uh, we'll go along. We'll, we'll see what the vibe You've is. You never sounded older in your life. I know, we, wait, like, wait we like the dancing well, music, as it turns out. Yeah. Um, so we went along, and I, 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 as we expected, the staging and all that was fantastic. We were there super early, so there was a DJ on beforehand, someone with a slightly Scottish name, I think it was. But it was all, it's all wild. Um, we weren't in the area we thought we'd be in. We were in general general population. Gen- if you want to put it that way, um, uh, hit the Oz theme. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God. Incredible. Um, so yeah, we were there with all the with with again. It was a it was a kids audience. It was kids bop. Um, How old did you feel? I I've never felt older in my um, musical and gig going experience. Average age life. here, I'd say sixteen. It's got to be sixteen to eighteen possibly 19. There was a big feeling that this was a birthday present or a Christmas present to a lot of these kids <laughs> who were turning up in... Ma- it, it was actually... It was enlightening from the perspective of what people and the kids and the next generation were going to gigs. So, like, you had guys going along in matching tracksuits with each other. Like, imagine going along you're wearing the exact same... As if they're, like, a football team. That's yeah, class. it was quite... You know, I thought yeah, that was really that cool. cool. Yeah. Again, great... So, like first that, of all, yeah. great touch. Coordination. It, the amount of lads wearing, um, like, um, bandanas um, over their face, like they're banditos, okay. was absolutely <laughs> wild. Um, bizarre stuff happening. Uh, and then, so, uh, at one point... Um, we took a seat down while we're waiting for belters, as, as I like to know. As they're called, yeah. <laughs> uh, as they're to, to actually know, take yeah. to the stage at around nine o'clock. And... Um, uh, just sitting down and there was this uh, young girl she started to throw up beside us which is awful to see and I asked um, the guys who were with them I was like here do, does she need help do we need to do to get a medic or something uh, and he said no it's just her first time drinking and I was like oh my god where are we? We stayed. Um, Sorry, I also love that you used the word medic. I know, yeah. It was Vietnam. It's, not, it's like a war zone, man. You wouldn't understand. You weren't there. Um, and then Belters only took to the stage to, to great aplomb with uh, flames shooting and whatnot. And, um, like a kiss concert. It was just wild. We'd, we'd already been there for like an hour and a half at this point, And we, we had exhausted all of our enthusiasm. We stayed for two minutes and we left. Great. Excellent. <laughs> we left. Four and of you. <laughs> the Irish Times it sounds like it's. it's I, 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 I've, I've nothing but respect for the lads and, and best of luck to them. And what they are you seem fucking, to be doing like, great. Are you playing their team at the weekend? What is this? <laughs> no, all credit to the boys. Not, not, nothing but respect for them. You no, know, I, I, tough job. I don't want people to listen to it and say I'm, I'm crapping over young people's enjoyment. You're music. definitely not. But uh, we went outside. Um, so the guys at the door were like, if you leave, you can't get back in. I was like, Understood. That's the plan, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say, out. That, say that's my guy. There was a line of cars with parents uh, waiting outside, like reading books and looking at phones <laughs> and stuff. And I was like, this is a wholesome thing to see. And they were like, what's Richard Chambers doing at the Belters Only gig? Well, that was it. That was my that was my most recent gig going experience. Okay, well, I'm glad you told us that story. Thanks, everybody. I enjoyed it. Good night, uh, everybody. I, got, <laughs> I was getting live updates from this as well. And I was just like, this is this is very, very funny. But this is also like what, I, what I've gone through in numerous occasions where like, you know, reviewing gigs. So going to Drake by myself, oh, that wow. was a fucking nightmare. The infamous Macklemore gig. You know, you see all kinds the of stuff. The infamous Macklemore. All kinds of people. As long as you're there with your kind of journalism shield, your badging gun, then you're fine, you know? Must have looked like an undercover guard. That's probably, it. yeah. They probably thought that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, hope that girl's doing okay. Let's hit the news sting. Start spreading the news. 
Beautiful. Yeah, much more wholesome the happenings. You know, you wouldn't get it at a Hall and Oates gig, would you? Uh, mm. But actually, you wouldn't get a Hall and Oates gig because <laughs> those two boys are beefing. They're not friends. W- w- can I just shock everyone? Hall and Oates, Daryl Hall and John Oates, who, tra- and John. who trade John. under the musical name of Hall and Oates, are embroiled in a con- <laughs> trade under the musical name. Of- <laughs> that's, very, that's very. That's good. how they come up with that so, one. So like the that. tax man has to, yeah. you know, uh, pay my taxes recently. Grim affairs. I hate it. Oh, yeah, not great. Fucking not. Shout out to my accountant. Um, I don't think he listens. Uh, embroiled in the, uh, they're embroiled in a confidential legal battle against each other. Mm. Little information about this Hall and Oates lawsuit is publicly available. The court documents are sealed. Love that. You know, seal, like a fucking, like a, a letter from Napoleon, you know, with the kind of candle <laughs> thing. The wax seal. Oh, I saw Napoleon, by the way. Did you? Yeah, it's not very good. Didn't think it would be. Don't go see it. He shoots the pyramids. Yeah, that happened. Ridley Scott, historical accurate man. Hell, I don't know. He don't invaded care. Egypt. Look, I don't care about that kind of stuff because, I mean, like Oppenheimer, for example, we all we, we all saw Oppenheimer. We all loved Oppenheimer, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. Um, the end. The whole film centering on this conversation between Oppenheimer and Einstein that never happened. Like, it's fine. You know, like artistic license is okay. Well, there's a difference between a conversation between two peers. Um, being imagined and Napoleon shooting the pyramids. <laughs> Firing cannons at the pyramids. <laughs> there you go. But so we actually genuinely just had this conversation on the podcast, the group chat. The group there chat today, podcast, everyone's really good. Check where, it out. where we also talked about other historical inaccuracies, including Ghost Diana from The Crown, um, which I'm 100% behind. What is that? Uh, Lady Di, <clears throat> the English Rose, the People's Princess, yeah. uh, dies, of course. That's not a spoiler, that's life. Uh, in, spoiler. in season six. <laughs> Of the crown, it's, um, it's it's happened. If you don't remember it, don't complain to I me. I remember the day it happened. I, I do. I vividly remember that day. I was watching the basketball diaries. I think at the time wow. they interrupted like the TV channels. I was watching TCC, the ch- the children's channel yeah. at the time. Different childhoods over here, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, there's a ghost Diana in it. After she dies in the car crash, there's a ghost version of Diana Jesus. who speaks to Charles and whatnot. Is he does pretty great? Advise him on his life or something? I think she was, it was very much a reconciliation. It should have been you, Charles. Um, <laughs> anyway, Hall Notes, right? Um, yeah, sorry. They are fighting against each other, and apparently, I'm sad to hear this. By the way, one of them has taken a restraining order against uh, out against the other one. They've never broken up. Like, how how are you going to gig like in the future if that's the thing? But what what what's intended here by this restraining order? They have a weird. Who took the order out on who? By the way, sorry. Uh, great question, uh, Hall filed an undisclosed complaint against Oates. I interviewed one of them once, actually. I forget which one it was. Um, The black-haired one. Um, And he was, I I rang, it was hot press back in the day, and I I rang him for the quickie, which was the template questionnaire thing that you bring people up I think I remember you told me this before. And I rang him, and like, the phone answered, and it was like, it was as if a golden sunset answered the phone. The voice was unbelievable. He literally was like, good morning. Wow. And I was like, oh my God, everything's going to be okay. Hello, David, I've been expecting your call. <laughs> yeah. But everything isn't okay for those two at the moment. So, uh, last year on Bill Maher's Club Random Podcast. Horrendous. Anything involving Bill Maher is horrendous. Hall was on it. And, oh. he, and he said, Scott Hall. <laughs> we're just referring to the <laughs> by the surnames now. And he said, Are you Team Hall or Team Oates? Queet, uh, 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 quote, uh, Queet. Well, <laughs> I can't, can't speak. Queet. I'm so hungover. Uh, he said, on the quote, You think John Oates is my partner? He's my business partner. He's not my creative partner. He cut a promo on him. It pretty much. <laughs> John and I are brothers, but we are not creative brothers. We are brothers, Snake. Uh, he goes, we are Liz Enfant Tarif. He goes, uh, we are business partners. We made records called Hollow Notes together, but we've always been very separate. Very cold. And that's a really, we've always been very separate, and that's a really important thing for me. Why does he need the restraining order, though? <laughs> I don't know if they're already separate. Why did he, why yeah. did he do this? 
Uh, Hall then went on to diminish the collaborative aspect of Hall and Oates using the duo's 1980 number one hit Kiss on My List as an example Good of tune. their apparent creative separation. I did all those harmonies, Hall said. That's all me. So yeah, fucking see you in the cage on Sunday, it's I suppose. It's a dagger through my heart, this is. Yeah, it's grim. It's grim it's, stuff. Uh, like, it's very sad. because <clears throat> It's interesting. Clearly they didn't have a collaboration and a relationship of the sorts that you would expect from some of the 80s greatest pop creators. But they're making money, I yeah. guess. So. Well, look, I think if it worked for them, all good. Um, it's it, it's a, a restraining order. It's a bitter blow for all of us Hall and Oatsies out there. Like, you like taking out a restraining order against like someone on your own podcast or something, do you know what I mean? Like, and just like, we're going to continue our business relationship, but once no Once a more. week, that's it. Otherwise, you can't be in the same room. All right. Not uncommon, though, you know? Um, but let's talk about something more modern. We've had a, a nice run, a, aka one story in the last couple of weeks, of... Adam's beloved Formula One. I think. I think Richard. I think. I think you're a Formula One man as well. I'm out. You're out. I'm out. Drive to survive. Not doing it for you anymore. No, I'm done with it. I'm done with Formula One. Max Verstappen just wins all the time. I okay. can't live with that sport where everybody, where somebody wins all the time. Yeah, that's fair. I understand. That's it. Um, that's the only reason. What about celebrities uh, turning up on the grid and talking to Martin Brundle? Do kind of like that sometimes. We that, had, we had a machine gun Kelly recently. It was very awkward, but. Awkward as hell is this. Now, this isn't on the grid necessarily, but this is a, a promo that has been recorded for Formula One's trip to Las Vegas. And I want to see if you can identify who is the famous Hollywood star doing this. Okay. Bright light city. Gonna set my soul. Gonna set my soul on fire. Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn, so get those stakes up higher. How I wish there were more than the 24 hours in the day. Even if there were 40 more, I wouldn't sleep a minute away. Oh, there's blackjack and poker and the roulette wheel. A fortune, won and lost, on every deal. All you need is a strong heart and a nerve of steel. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas with your neon flashing and your one-armed bandits crashing. All those hopes down the drain. Viva Las Vegas, turning day into nighttime, turning night into daytime. If you see it once, you'll never be the same again. I'm gonna keep on the run. Gonna have me some fun. If it costs me my very last time. If I wind up broke, oh well. And I'll always remember that I had a swing in time. I'm gonna give it everything I've got. Lady Luck, please let the dice stay on. Shoot a seven with every shot. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Viva. Viva. Las Vegas. So, uh, I should note as well, this is a music podcast, so this has to be a Hollywood star who's also a musician. Oh. Doing a cover, so to speak, of Elvis Presley's iconic song, Viva Las Vegas. My first... um, Who is it? My first um, guess was just the intro sounded very um christopher walken <laughs> no it's not him <laughs> no i don't think it was as, as th- time went on viva then it got viva bright light city <laughs> semi soul um uh it got weirder and weirder towards the end and it sort of reminded me of jared leto it's, jared jared leto. Leto. it's 30 seconds to mars legend uh. hollywood oscar winning actor jared leto who allowed this to happen? It was so bad. This Formula was, One, apparently. This was so okay. First, first thing I want to say is this was commissioned. Whoever commissioned of course it was this man doesn't get out of bed for yeah, less who, than twelve million. Whoever commissioned this needs to lose their job immediately, right? Needs to set their soul on fire. Yeah, very good. Like, 
Thanks. Like the whole thing. That was, by the way, you heard the entire. You heard the entire Adam thing. Insisted there. On playing the Maybe they didn't thing. need to hear just the whole thing. <laughs> well, listen. If I suffer through it, you have to as well. That was also very football cliche. You're going to jump in, but like for my sins, like yeah. so it's like I don't. They had so much other stuff that yeah. they could have done here, and they got Jared Leto to recite what was essentially the Seamus Heaney version of it was so bad of Elvis's Viva Las Vegas, like. He himself, <laughs> the Seamus Heaney version would be incredible. He, he himself is like bright lights, big city. No, that's, that, that's my Jimmy McGee. <laughs> Viva Las Vegas! <laughs> right, You're steering uh, it into some very great territory. Don't where are we go? Turbo Eric Pat Kenny next to it. Which one do you want? Um, I would have much preferred to hear Pat Kenny do this. Um, well, Viva yeah. Las Vegas. It's just like the most jarring thing ever to see Jared Leto sit in the sitting room staring at the camera without <laughs> fucking blinking yeah he's um, a freak and, and like then it's just cut into like a slow-mo Lewis Hamilton like brushing his braids back so I want, back. I want to say that um, following so following the clip uh, fans of Formula 1 and fans of 30 Seconds Mars took to social media to Love share that. their responses to the that unconventional expression. well see this is what I want to do because like I, I want to ask uh, especially you as a as top journalist Ireland's top journalist yeah. uh, how do we feel about social media reaction as journalism yeah like you know, for example, like someone goes, you know, uh, monster call like like someone's called a monster, and it's like it's like in inverted commas, and then it's one person on Twitter saying like, oh, he's a monster. Like it's just like you build an entire story around a fucking pleb on Twitter. I, I'm not a I'm not a fan of it generally. I think it's had its day. There was definitely a, there was a time where this was very popular in almost all online publications. Oh, yeah. Was Joe, for example, Twitter it, reacts as everyone's talking about the same thing after, you and then know, it's three tweets. Yeah. Um, some tabloids in particular have used it to cr- try and create a narrative around, you know, a backlash against RTE programming, for example. That's very transparent with saying, ah, we have three tweets saying the same thing that we want people to say. So we'll do that. Yeah. Um, I'm against it anyway. I'm against it. Yeah, it's terrible. It's not good. My favourite part of this, as always. YouTube comments? It's the YouTube comments. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, okay. And like... This is like such a haven for good and bad. <laughs> it's, you know? it's the strangest corner of but the internet. I also think arguably one of the most accurate because I think people are always coming from a good place when they're making these comments. Big heart and so stuff, yeah. I, I sent you a screenshot, Dave. You did, yeah. Um, with two of my favourites. The first one being simply, I do not vibe with this man. <laughs> and the second one being, he's a cult leader. He is a cult leader. He the, came out of the pandemic, remember? He, he, he went to a, on a retreat with a bunch of people they dressed up like the fucking polyphonic spree. Hmm. And then when he emerged from this, he was like, wait, what's happened to the world? This is a true story. He didn't know that COVID had happened because he was off at some bizarre retreat. That is wild. But yeah. there are some yeah. in-between comments yeah. that are very nice. Lovely. One being, love his voice, heart emoji. And the the other one is like so fence-sitting and it's, it's just, I, li- I like it a lot. Love him, but this was odd. Who put him up to this? Would have been better if he just sang it, LOL. Put him up to this. Yeah. <laughs> Who held a gun to his head? <laughs> All right, let him. <laughs> Stefano Domenicali of the Formula One. You've got to deliver. We want- <laughs> that, that's your Jimmy McGee. It's right kind there. of along like those yeah. lines, yeah. But like, did he ever commentate in Formula One, Jimmy McGee? Or was he just on field action? I think only? it was Peter Collins, wasn't it? Peter, Peter Collins. Collins yeah. Giancarlo Fisichella. Hein <laughs> <laughs> Harold Frenson. <laughs> oh, yes. We all watched um, Formula One for yeah, a time. But like, I, can't, I can only assume the, the, the volume of money which was thrown at Jared Leto to get him to do this. Quite a lot, I would suggest, yeah. There was over a billion dollars spent on this Grand Prix. Yeah, I what? saw some of the yeah. backlash around it. Has it, it happened yet? The, oh, yeah, it was last weekend. Okay, there, right, so right. And it was, uh, by all accounts, like, obviously this isn't a sports podcast, so I'll just... 
um, Max. Max Verstappen. So Richard um, was right. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, yeah, so, but it, it, it was kind of thrown under the bus controversy-wise by themselves because what happened was during practice, a manhole cover came loose and Saw ripped this. through one of the Ferrari cars. Holy shit. Um, At the billion dollar race. Yeah, and it, one of the practices was, it was completely cancelled. Um it was red red flagged, um, and then that was kicked on for hours until they could fix the track to then facilitate like a two a.m. Mm. second practice. But they sent all the spectators home. That was like the big thing. Is like they basically were like no refunds. Here's two fingers. See you later. That's you know, absolutely uh, useless. Yeah. It speaks to some of the stuff massive I backlash. Don't. Just talk of a class action lawsuit and everything at the moment. You know those so tweets. Great. You know those tweets to do the rounds where it's like you know a a bub bu- bu- babe and it's like what would you say to me if you know oh, the yeah. lift door is open and you got like you know thirty seconds to make your move? What would you say? Some guy quoted it and like wrote something like you know. Uh, back when Lewis Hamilton was about to win Formula oh, 1 yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> and it was like and they knowingly let this happen and have not gone back to change yeah. it since and I was like that's a great fucking take off of that mm-hmm. fair play uh, the next story here I'm just going to mention really quick we're not going to get into it too much because it's a bit grim but Brad Pitt has been criticised uh, where guessed by who people on social media um, for reported plans to adapt Britney Spears' new memoir for the big screen but which allows me to talk about the big screen and the fact that Richard Chambers watched a film at the weekend and I want to know what you thought of the music in that film. Oh. You watched David Fincher's The Killer, starring Michael Fassbender. <sighs> it's a beautiful thing. I wouldn't have watched it if you hadn't told me why the, what the music was going to be can in the you, film. Can you explain this for the listener who um, may not have gone around to their Netflix QB out? So, um, The Killer by Michael Fincher. <laughs> David Fincher. <laughs> starring Michael Fassbender. I knew what it said. Yeah. I thought it was Michael Fincher. Uh, Fassbender. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Finchy, as I like to call him. The Finch man. Um, has uh, made a genre... The Finchster. <laughs> he's made a genre action film about a, a career hitman uh, who goes around and he's very methodically taking people out or whatever. And uh, he has a, kind of a, a habits and a wellness routine around. He does a bit of yoga. He um, he dresses quite well. He has a stu- dresses very well. He, he wears a stupid Hunter S. Thompson sort of like hat. He also wears no look socks and has no look socksman. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm very happy to see that. Nice, nice Repres- well, representation. Well pressed chinos and some New Balances. Yeah. And uh, German the, tourist, I believe, is the aesthetic. That's it is quite what quite, he says. Yeah. He says he models himself on a German tourist that he saw. But I he, love this film, by the way. I think it's great. He he doesn't listen to music on his phone. He has some sort of an iPod, not an iPod, it an is, MP3 it's an player. No, no, it's an iPod. No, oh well, then there we go. But he listens to the music of the Smiths. Uh, which is sensational and to that's me. That's all he listens exclusively. To. Yeah, exclusively. The, the amount it's his of work Smith playlist. It says <laughs> the amount of Smiths needle drops in this uh, film is quite sensational. I think it's twelve or thirteen. Yeah, it's it's genuinely a full album's yeah. worth. They also have a, a nice needle drop for uh, Massive Attack in there as well. Do they? Uh, they do. Um, oh no, no, no! You're thinking it's Portishead. It's, oh, it's Portishead. Glory yeah, Box. Yeah, yeah it's Glory Box. Portishead. Sorry. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Uh, which is magnificent. Really mm-hmm. well done. Uh, but yeah, really enjoy all the needle drops. Uh, and we're going to a, a Smith's tribute. Yes, we are. Act. I can't wait. Yeah. What are they called again? Uh, These Charming Men. These Charming Men. I've heard great things. This about is now this the band. second podcast I've shouted them out on. So yeah. we're going on the quite end of the year, isn't it? Like yeah. It's, it's the day after Stephen's Day, I think it is. Yeah. We, we, we don't need to get into specifics of where we're going to be. But if someone wants to. Assassin- oh, I've ever done this. If Mike yeah. Fassbender wants to assassinate. All these us, weirds yeah. will be there now. All the weirdos. No, it's so like It's fun. Um, I'm looking forward to that, though. It'll be a lot of fun. I love the movie. I think it's great. And also, the iPod Nano gives me a chance to also reminisce on a, a very enjoyable thing. I've said this before, but like back in the day on. The drowned in sound message boards. Somebody wow. started a thread once and they said, they're like, do you ever look at an iPod Nano? You know, and they're like, you know, and you see like a, 
a Kasabian song on it, and they're like, and and wonder how does how does a tune that big? I knew oh, you were going to say that. get into something that small. Sensational! <laughs> it's great. Wow, I'd so, love um to have um an iPod Classic or an iPod Nano. There's a market for that. I really? found yeah. my one recently, and I so it's it's just not turning on. Mm. And I was like looking up repair guides and whatever on on YouTube, and it turns out there's this gi- giant community, massive, yeah, that is dedicated to kitting out old iPods. Basically, if you have like the shell of one, that's all you need. You can buy like batteries, faceplates, hard drives, and all. Like, yeah. yeah, like everything for it for like less than a hundred quid. And there's this one particular website I can't remember the name of, it, but anyway, I believe listener of the show, Colin Cahillane from Housey Records, yes, he's, made a Housey iPod. He's Ooh. big into that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he made a Housey iPod. I remember that. And I'm I think, always anytime you post one, I'm always like, I want that. Give me that. It's it looks really. It's like is it like transparent blue yeah, or something? Very cool stuff. Very like, cool. So yeah. I'm all in for this. Like trying to get back on the iPod. I'd love it. Yeah. Before we get off the killer, real quick, uh, what was your favorite Smith's needle drop in the movie? Uh, it, it is the the one for the first kill. Wait, no, sorry, it isn't first kill. Actually, it's, well, it, it's yeah, he fucks it up. Spoilers for the first twenty minutes. Yeah, sorry. Dude. Well, who cares? Yeah, I know. That's not spoilers. People? That's just life. That's exactly. what you said earlier on. <laughs> <laughs> Live with it, baby. It's, um, when you're doing your Rome marathon, you should wear a t-shirt that how says "How soon is now?" Is the needle not, drop? That's anyway. not a spoiler. That's yeah. his life. Yeah. life. Yeah. How soon is now? Yeah. It's fantastic. It's really well done. And actually, the next day on my run, listen to "How soon is now" three times in a row. Nice. As a result of Michael Fincher. What a man, Michael Fincher, Michael Fincher. and David Fassbender. Yeah. Uh, and now, um, something I never thought I would find myself saying: Adam, can you cue up the clip of Kid Rock on Sean Hannity, please? Wow. Thing, man. Um, first, let me get to this issue. You are uncancelable. You don't give a flying rip, and you're. And we say it a little different than rip, but that is correct. Well, I mean, I can't say it. I mean, I just say it differently. I call it Adam Schiff. I call you know, you don't give a shit. I'm just not in bed with any corporate entities, you know, where, where, where that would put me in a position where people could raise a stink. And I decided years ago, you know, I've been very blessed. You know, I've worked hard and still be able to do this at a high level in 25 years. And I, I decided when I was going to get, you know, vocal about all things, like it's not a time I have never been vocal. I came out with middle fingers on my first CD, you know, with my mouth <laughs> just going like this. And uh, and I really haven't changed. The times have. Right. But I decided when I was really going to get vocal, surely for my love of this country and, and, you know, use my voice, to, you know, speak on things that mean a lot to me, that there wasn't going to be any corporate deals. And I'm fine with that because, you know, I've always tried to live that there's no dollar amount on this God's green earth that would get me to you know, not be able to be who I am. But I think people love you more because of it. I hope so. so. All right. (laughs) I turned down a lot of money for it. (laughs) (laughs) Richard Chambers, analyze that clip, would you? He's... uh, An arsehole. (laughs) He's the ultimate rock and roller. He cannot be stopped. Um, He's uncancelable. Uncancelable, says Sean Hannity. Um, Kid Rock. Um, I can't imagine he's selling out shows anywhere. Oh, I'm sure he. I'm sure there are plenty of states in America. Do you think so? Yeah, definitely. And, those, and like of course, proper sellout, big gigs. Like he I also wouldn't had, say they're enormous. He yeah, the, he I had, can't imagine. He had yeah. the often reference on the show. He had the Kid Rock cruise that time, which is oh, one of the yeah, greatest pieces of journalism yeah. on GQ. Drew McGarry wrote it. He went on the Kid Rock cruise. It's an astonishing piece of music journalism. So look mm. it up. But um, no, like this, Kid Rock is definitely still selling out gigs. I don't know how big the gigs are, but. Don't tread on me, people going to those shows, you know? It was wild. His actual career as a, like, top-of-the-table pop musician sort of came around from 
where was it that American badass sort the Undertaker of, theme yeah and then he had that ball um, with the ball oh he also had the massive ball with the ball yeah, that that was, he, that, that, that the mass, I, was, I was getting to it the massive yeah. um, Werewolves of London sort yeah. of thing yeah, all summer long. It's all called. summer long. A horrendous song. It's a Leonard Skinner rip off. It's Leonard Skinner and yeah, and Werewolves of London. And yeah, and Warren Zevon's Werewolves of London spliced uh, together. Yeah, and it's just like that. There you go. And everyone, it's it's like we were. Well, it's like because we were driving for <laughs> We were smoking funny things. Yeah, horrible. Making sing, sing making love Alabama, down by the lake to our favorite song. Long. Yeah, yeah he just loves America, Dave. He does love America, and he won't be tamed. He won't be. He he won't be told what to do because get he's this, a great guy. He went to the uh, he went to the as Sean Hannity called it, he went to the MMA he went to the UFC the MMA he wasn't wrong it is MMA himself and Donald Trump walked out at the UFC with Dana White to a Kid Rock song and while they were there apparently they had had words with Anheuser Busch's CEO over their Bud Light partnership ah, with a trans Christ. activist because that's the kind of shit you're dealing with here Christ and basically he was like. What's the uh, what's the quote here? Because obviously, um, Kid Rock is upset that you know trans people exist, so you know that's a problem for him. And he basically said that you know he had a good conversation with the CEO of of uh, Anheuser Busch, and you know kicked back a few more Bud Lights, pretty much, yeah. And like he's he's trying to do a thing where he's like he he said he could quote coexist in public spaces with transgender and gay people. That's very nice of you, Kid Rock. Be yourself. If you're cool with me, I'm cool with you. But, yeah. Wow. But as soon as you bring our kids into this, oh, oh no, <laughs> that's where you're going to bring hatred oh. into it. Yes, that's what you're doing, Kid Rock. Leave our freaking kids out of it. That's the bottom line. These fucking morons. And that's the bottom line. Dolly Parton defended her decision to keep a duet with Kid Rock on the track list of her new album. What's what she doing? Which is called Rockstar. Uh, it's a rock covers album, I believe. That makes sense, though. What's she covering? Um, I didn't look at the track list. Uh, Adam, Ball Ball. Adam, if you could pull it up there, please. Um, she said, somebody was talking to me the other day how could you do the song with Kid Rock? I said, just because I love you don't mean I don't love Kid Rock. Just because I love Kid Rock don't mean I don't love you. I have a question. I don't Confusing. condemn or criticize. I just accept and love. What are these riddles, Dolly? Yeah, she said, um, <laughs> I, I had done that before. I probably still have done it. He's a gifted guy. And that song was about a bad boy. It was about a boy that was cheating and mistreating. Uh, but like I say, I love everybody. I don't criticize. I don't condemn or condemn. I just accept them. Okay, so I have the track list, but I do have a question first. Yeah. What was he saying about a Bud Light deal? So he hates Bud Light because they used a trans activist. Oh, well, he put up a video while he... of him shooting cans with a machine gun. It was just like, what the fuck? What a weird what a... man. Yeah. Any, anyway. Culture um, wars, man. I thought he was essentially doing a deal with Bud Light. No, and he was like no, saying, no. but in the previous thing, he was like, oh, but I don't bow to the corporate... The corporate sword, so I to just speak. go after them with a the machine gun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so I have. I can't wait to hear this. Yeah. So here is the track listing. Um, number one is Rockstar, as Great. in the Nickelback song. No, it's featuring Richie Sambora, so I don't think so. Okay, but it could be Bon Jovi Hope legend, it's an original uh, creation. <laughs> <laughs> Rockstar, <laughs> world on fire. Um, is the second one what Every Breath that? You Take Oh that's oh, good God. That's rock and roll a rock yeah. song at all Featuring Sting Yes that's nice uh, Formerly known as The Police <laughs> There we go Thank you I'm glad uh, you did Four Open Arms Featuring Steve Perry uh, Five Magic Man How many songs are there Adam there, I'm going to stop you right now there <laughs> are, <laughs> terrible Oh holy shit I was about to say There's probably like 40 songs There's fucking 30 No there's 33. Why okay. is she doing this? I think we got songs? a flavour Because she's, um, just, she's any good? Uh, anything good in there um, Anything that makes money Freebird is in there. I'm, I'm there. Uh, Stairway to Heaven, featuring Lizzo. 
Oh, what is happening there? Uh, Wrecking Ball featuring Miley Cyrus. I'm in, I'm on for I'd that. Be there. Pur- you're Purple a, Rain. You're doing a cover of a Miley Cyrus song with Miley Cyrus. Yeah, it's a duet. Purple Rain. Uh, Magic when, Man. When two people sing together, uh, <laughs> this is a straightforward thing. It's called a duet. We've heard of these. I hate myself for loving you. Night moves. There's night yeah, moves. <laughs> Don't let the sun go down on me. Featuring Elton John. I'm there again. Yeah. He's I, terrible these it, days. It, it, Sorry, he's so, a very old man. Yeah, I know, but like that's why you should stop. These singing. days, these days, he's on the endless retirement tour, though, isn't it? That's finished. No, he's done now. No, it's not finished, is, is it? It is yeah, done. Was it's fully done. Glastonbury was the was last it the last stage? I think yeah. it was the final the, the final curtain. Fair enough for old Elton. Have you seen Rocket Man? I haven't. Good it's, film. It's decent. Yeah, Taron Egerton's very good. Edgerton. Yeah, I've seen. Edgerton. I've seen. Very good. <laughs> You've seen Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> and there is that weird. That's thing exactly of, where I was going. There is that weird you. thing of like, and you, yeah. you have Aidan Gillen in that movie, and you have Richard Madden playing. Almost certain we've talked about this in this podcast before. I'm just gonna. Relish yeah. in it. Uh, real quick, more. last news story: Christmas songs. Christmas songs are back in the charts early, earlier than usual. Is that uh, lad doing his thing again? Who is this now? Your man who always gets Christmas number one now. That the the prankster, the I, guy. I've he no gets Christmas number one in the UK. What you're referring to? What's his name? What he gets? Who the prankster? Adam. Adam. <laughs> the prankster. Adam. <laughs> the jester. <laughs> who is this jester? commandeering our Christmas number one. Was he Christmas number one last year? Yes, and okay. definitely multiple years before that. And it's a prankster. It's some sort of a jolly prankster. Of some so it's not a musician? It's not a novelty really. song, is His it? song's about like sausage rolls and stuff like that. Oh, right. I have no idea what you're... Yeah, it's, it's huge. It's terrible. Is this, this is the UK, I take it. Yes. It's more the fact that the Christmas song is, you know, like 1st of November happens, then boom, it's fucking Christmas. Although I am saying this on the 22nd of November. Yeah. So. We were looking to see if we could get a new theme song um, for our podcast. And we were like, oh, what's in the charts at the moment to try and inspire it? It's all Christmas songs. Huh. Is this, La- is it Lad Baby? That's the one. Who the fuck? I've never heard of Lad Baby. Lad Baby. I don't want to be... Con- Lad uh, Baby make UK official chart history today, becoming the first act ever to claim a record five number one singles. You. I really have... I've brought you the Christmas music Christmas off the map massively. Lad Baby. I don't know who they <laughs> Mark and Roxanne Hoyle. Get your Lad yeah. Baby. Uh, that's ridiculous. Can't wait download new Lad Baby. Lad Christmas. Baby's a terrible yeah. name. They apologise to the Beatles anyway, so... Um, as we all showed. Is there any... Um, no, I want the Beatles to apologise to me. <laughs> the, all four of them. That'd be difficult. I mean... I want the AI to help them. Yeah, that might actually do it. Have you seen the video of that Beatles comeback song no the video no is one of the most atrocious things I I've believe it's ever it, seen it's just loads of bits from Peter Jackson's thing isn't it they've also like AI oh. in like a dancing George Harrison and John Lennon oh sure ah, I don't like, like that what the fuck I quite liked um, I didn't watch all of the Peter Jackson let it be thing very long quite get, liked get back is that what it's called I believe? yeah get yeah. back yeah it was cool to see yeah I still don't like them though are there any? I was going to ask because I think the name Lad Baby is terrible. Are there any acts that you wouldn't listen to based off their name? Because I had one there today because I was like, I saw a video and I was like, oh, it's what? really hard. I was like, what's that song? Uh, Cigarettes after sex. That's yeah, a pretty bad name. That's terrible. Pretty bad name. Garbage name. That is. Foxygen. Terrible name. It's terrible. Yeah. Ham sandwich. One of the worst. I like ham sandwich. Won't listen to them because their name. Just won't do it. I can't, like the. Sandwich. Can't bring myself to this do man it. has principles. I do. I like yeah. the Not sandwich. many, but I have a few. Anyway, we also have a few songs to talk about. We? This week's top five. We certainly do. Go straight so, in. Let's get to it. It's top five pop bangers of the late 2000s. So Rich has got a list of five. Adam and I have a list of five. We don't know what, what each of us have chosen. What happens if there's an overlap? I uh, The overlap. Um, we just 
mix it up, I guess. We just kind of like combine or talk about it or like you say, well, that's my number or whatever. We'll see. I will say, I though, feel like we will overlap on this Well, one. I will say there is one song that we didn't pick because I said to Adam last week in the studio, I said, I can fucking bet you. He did say, yeah. Any money, he'll pick this song. So I'm going to wait and see if that I'd comes up. I'd be staggered up. if we didn't have an overlap twice, I'd say. Well, we're going to find out. Oh. I'll say as well, uh, uh, this was very difficult to get down to just five. It was. Oh, were, it was impossible, yeah. And to very the point difficult. that Adam and I had a bit of a back and forth today. Um, bit and of I, And I will say that, and it is a song that has appeared before, it's a song that will appear again, but I had to take out Ooh. Patience by Take That. Which is... That is a that an was an excellent shout. It's an that incredible an song. Well, I I think it's more of a sad banger than a banger. I don't know. It feels triumphant. I to don't. Me. I don't think. I, I think we we get ourselves tied up in knots about the definition of bangers and sad bangers. But I yeah, think at its heart, that was a good choice. Yeah, yeah it's. I picked it before as number one, and then in fairness, there's also at least two in this list that I picked before as well. But they were. It was good, a good years for music. These were great years. So, these yeah. these years I've stuck as parameters were good years. Why? Before we kick it off, why did you choose this era? Um, I think it was just that it kept on coming up on things I was listening to on Spotify on Shuffle, but also it brings me back to the, the summertime of youth, which would be around you know you know you're kind of like that leaving certain era, leaving certain college era of pop music. Okay, uh, it's where these songs were everywhere in this uh, very youthful period of your life. I think that's that that's. Makes so it probably quite evocative, I would say, maybe. 2006 to 2010 yep. is our time frame here. Uh, if you want to kick us off, and like I say, you know, just you know, just give me some some mysterious intro. Don't don't give it away in the name. We'll we'll hear it. You know how it works. Before we You've kick it off, I would I would like to jump in here and just read, read the email that oh, yeah. Richard sent to me. Sorry, you told me in, regard, this, yeah. in regards to this. So um, this <laughs> this email landed in my inbox yesterday morning. What time? Um, at I will tell you now. It landed. Well, at, don't get me in trouble with work. This could have been not working. <laughs> uh, it landed at. Uh, Lunchtime. Fantastic. 12.30. Um, yeah. 12.29. So, so Richard, Richard Hold said, on, I'm nearly there. <laughs> Richard said, Hello, please find attached the greatest stable of 2006 to 2010 pop songs ever assembled. There you go. And I, the NWO of pop I, songs. I responded, I said, you'll get a run for your money, Chambers. Yeah. That's okay. what I said. Smack talk yeah. from the outset. Uh, <laughs> you'll get five. a run for your money, Chambers. <laughs> What's your number five, uh, My number five. So uh, in selecting this top five, I have tried to... Um, as much as is possible, while still keeping uh, true to myself list of what my top five favourite would be. I tried to have a mix of different producers and styles in there. And this is um, something which I think for the decade of the 2000s is one of the best produced songs that I can think of in that decade. Gnarls Barkley, crazy, crazy. Um, but it's uh, mostly here for the fantastic work of one Danger Mouse, uh, who is a sensational producer. The Mouse of his, Danger. His fingerprints are over some of your favorite music um, of the last twenty years, and um, this is no uh, no difference. Uh, this is a great song. It was very. 
I think it had a huge impact at its time. It seemed to be one of those songs that did stick around in the upper echelons of the charts for a very long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was quite different to everything else that was charting at that time. Strings samples in it are sensational. I think it's going to become quite a theme on my list is that the drums on it are out of this world really good. And uh, yep. I think that's a that's a good good starting point. It is a good starting point. It's very cinematic this one. Yeah, it's like this is my first introduction to CeeLo Green. Um because I never heard of Goody Mob or anything like mm. that. So like that discovery then in retrospect was fantastic. But yeah, yeah I, I I remember this song just being everywhere. You couldn't move for this yeah. song being played. So it genuinely yeah. was. You'd open up a door and it would play yeah. at you. Supermarkets. Like, it's in, it's got to be in ads, right? How many ads it is it in? It probably was. I think it's, it's an odd one for ads though as well, isn't it? It's not really ads. I could see it's not it. ads quality. I, oh, I, I could see. I could see it. I could see being sold a mortgage over the TV to this. <laughs> a car. A, a car. Yeah. You'd be crazy not to get a mortgage <laughs> at these rates. <laughs> they had another good advice for the late 2000s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. 100%. They had 2007 a couple, particularly. It worked oh, out, yeah. They had another couple of really good songs. Um, one in particular called Going On, uh, which is really good. That's great. Um, really sort of, kind of like that, whatever that Icelandic song that Kanye West sampled for um, new slaves. Do you remember that? I, it, it was in Second Captains used it as well. Okay, I'm I think sure, it's Icelandic I'm or sure it's a Hungarian. Maybe I'm sure it is. I know what you're talking about. Anyway, uh, really nice. Uh, I do know what you're talking about. Yes. yes, yeah, it's the kind of it's the the heavenly outro. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. That's the noise it makes. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I I think that's a good starting point. Some people, your pitchforks of this world would probably have that up as number one, uh, but I think that's that's a very good. An excellent song. I haven't really listened to it a huge amount, but when I was going back to dig deep for the list, I was like, oh, it's quite impossible for me to leave that one in. I always kind of struggle with this one. I, I just found it to be very, like, like immediately oversaturated to me or something. I, I just felt like it that's was. That's pop music, David. I know it is. It's pop music. I understand what it, pop music I, I, is. I, it's popular music. Popular music. I love this, but I can also see from your point that's of view. That's a crap point. It's a crap point. Because it is a great It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's pop music. It's the kind of song that the person you don't like in your fucking, you know, like college class thinks is the best song they've ever heard. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that, but like, it's not, it doesn't count against it. It does count against it. We're, we're 15, wait, this was 2006. So we're, the guts of 20 years on from this. That's terrifying. This was like, we, I 17 in, years. I was working in Extravision at the time and like we would have sold it. It's a album. very, sorry, yeah. that's, that's what it is. More than ads are written out. It's a very Extravision song. It is very yeah, Extravision song. Yeah, I imagine it's you heard this probably about 10 times a day anytime you probably, were Probably, yeah. Um, there was all kinds of bad music being played, but this isn't, this isn't bad music. I just, I, I never loved it. That's all I'm saying. I recognise its impact. I'm, surprised, I'm actually quite surprised. I thought this would be one of those things that you had, um, I just didn't, an affinity with. No, I never fell for it. Like I, I there's lots to appreciate in it, but to me, it almost felt like, I don't know, it just felt kind of try hard or something. Like, it, uh, like it was a facsimile or something. You what? Know? Yeah, it just felt like it was, it felt like it was just like coasting off different eras or something. There's it no felt, coasting it felt this song. and Adam, 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 restrain your boys. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> That's off. That's complete nonsense. <laughs> I'm off your wagon here now, Dave, I have That's to say. That's complete, it's try hard. It is try hard Coasting. Yeah. <laughs> How's it, how can it be try hard and coasting? <laughs> because it just is. <laughs> Trying too hard is not the coasting along. Because the, the song coasts along in, 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 a, in a slick groove. Right, yeah, that's groove. nice. Okay, fine. I think that this song stands up today. Yeah. I think it really does. Yeah, I, fine. I, I think, I'm again, not here to change anyone's mind, okay? I think Danger Mouse is like, that. this was the real purple patch yeah. for, for Danger Mouse and like all of the stuff that he did. And did. this was by far, and a mile, 
the best thing he's done. I, 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 I also really liked at the time, although less so probably over time, but it's nice whenever you come across one of those tracks from it, the Rome album he did. Do you remember that Rome album he did with a load of different singers? And it was very like sort of that um, Ennio Morricone sort of spaghetti western music. That was the concept he had for it. Uh, worth a listen. Uh, very nice production in it. Nora Jones does some good vocals in there. So does Jack White. Uh, and it's nice. Okay. Number five for me. Uh, well, well <laughs> I'm actually going to take the yes. reins on this one. Okay. Yeah, so you try hard coaster. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to come back to haunt me, that one. So Everything you, we pick is going to get slammed now. Um, but it I, is. We've, we've declared war. Well, here. we have like, this is a combined top five, I will say. And yes. so Adam will have a bit more kind of uh, edge on a couple of these. So you want to yeah. get going, dude? It's the, yeah, so the, essentially the first two are, 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 are mine. Um, but what I will say about this is this was to me this puts me right back in that era mm. first of all and it was the marking of someone who we still know and still talk about today but the start of their cool era Ooh. Handready. Yeah, can I just say uh, I objected heavily to this inclusion. But sure. I, 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 well, I get, I get why you would. You just don't like music, Dave. I don't like, I don't like, <laughs> I don't like Calvin Harris. Do I? Well, what's I, the song called, Adam? The song is called "I'm Not Alone." It is Calvin Harris. I'm um, not alone. And I will say, I'm not a fan of Calvin Harris. Not but really. I love this, and it like uh, during my research and like during look, my Calvin Harris phase, looking at. <laughs> Like YouTube comments and stuff. Even now, it's like this is but like people, problem, are, people are people are reading all these YouTube. I comments. love the YouTube comments. <laughs> I do. I'm into it. I brought it's this fun. to the dance ages ago. This is like this. This is a way of life on no encore. <laughs> I'm assuming it's full of people being like. You know, I was in a terrible relationship. No, actually, uh, no. It, it doesn't have the earnest shit. <laughs> like, oh, come on. I was like, that had to have the earnest shit. Like, you know, sure my best is. friend Clive died yes. to this song. I'm sure there is further I listen down. to it every day. I'm sure there I is listened to down. this in solitary confinement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was allowed. alone. I'm, I'm allowed to listen to, but to I wasn't three then, songs yeah. a day in prison. Yeah. But this is one of them. <laughs> this is three of them. The guards <laughs> wheeled this giant subwoofer in every day. <laughs> What's your four minutes of music going to be? You've been very good this week sir you can you can can have your nine minutes of i'm not alone by calvin harris wow um i this song was my entire personality for the guts of a year i'd say do you think we would have been friends probably not at the time (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i i I really did really really did love it um i wasn't mad on his first record i thought he was a bit of a goofball um even probably was what's his his real name again adam something I'm going to look it up. It was a quiz question I had before. Yeah, he's that's a, a good quiz question. He's a Scottish yeah. man. He is uh, a Scottish Adam Wiles. Adam that's Wiles. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Adam Wiles. 17 goals for Kilmarnock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this was released on the 6th of April 2009. It was the first single from the second album, Ready for the Weekend. And boy, was I ready for the weekend anytime I heard this. Wow. That title should be outlawed. It's fucking it's, ridiculous. It, did you know what? The, 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 fucking hard fi. That's uh, live, live for the weekend. For the weekend yeah. Live by the very weekend. Different. Very, very different. Live by the weekend. How many other hard fire songs? Hard fire songs. Uh, hard to beat. Hard to beat. Yeah. I yes. listened to three hard, hard fire songs beat. in the car on Friday. So oh, wow. suburban, nights. suburban nights. Suburban yeah. nights. Yeah. yeah, all three. Yeah. Of those. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and of course, the big one. What, what do we all work for, lads? We all work for something, don't we? There's a, a device that we extract money? things money? from. Yes. Come on. <laughs> Working for the cash machine. Oh, cash machine. No, I don't, I don't know. You don't know cash machine. No. It's you a great. Know, that's actually a fantastic song. You know song. Suburban yeah. Nights, but not cash machine. Suburban Nights was in this era for me of songs that was on, like it was um, starting college and this, and yeah. was in every, every time you walked into UCD student bar to buy like a plate of chips, it was Will be denied. Yeah, um, they, I saw they're, they're still going. Are they? They did a gig in Liverpool, and um, uh, it was I was I was flicking through TikTok, and I was like, I recognise this, and it was uh, they were doing uh, living for the weekend or living yeah. by the weekend for the weekend living by the weekend, and uh, it's like one more time Liverpool, oh, living by the weekend. It was student, great. Student union, man. I clapped them. Fantastic. That's clapped where they, them. That's where they belong. But back to Calvin Harris. Anyway, also sorry, a student union fave. I'm sure. hundred oh, percent. Um, so. It debuted at number one the UK singles chart on the 12th of April 2009. Appropriately enough. 100%. Like, in fairness... Where else, where bit, else is it going to go? Bit of a <laughs> but I will say there's a bit of controversy around this song. Oh. Um, so when Chris Brown released uh, his single in 2010, Yeah 3X, uh, Harris claimed that Yeah 3X plagiarised I'm Not Alone. He tweeted, choked on my cornflakes when I heard the new Chris Brown single this morning. Do you know what I mean? After receiving many abusive messages from Browns fans after posting the comment, he later tweeted, I don't care that you call me a nobody. Stealing is stealing. Doesn't matter who you are. Because Chris Brown is an international celebrity. Doesn't make it okay to rip off a guy from the UK not many people have heard of. He's underplaying himself there as Calvin Harris, isn't he? Uh, well, yeah. I think he was. Probably like, the worst of Chris Brown's crimes as well. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, we, that goes without saying. But uh, when asked in an interview with Australia's Herald Sun if Brown knew him, Harris replied, well, he's never heard of me. That's the funniest thing. But the producer he's worked with, DJ Frank E, has definitely heard of me. I love the idea of some Herald Sun journalist from Australia. We need to get, the, we need to get those Calvin Harris cuts. Yeah, yeah. Chase them down. Hit the phones. Yeah. Um, so he said, uh, yeah, he's a respected producer. He's worked with he's worked with Tiesto on a few tracks. Very well respected producer. Um, perhaps that's where the link is. It's all a bit fun. So Brown later spoke with Harris upon hearing the similarities between the two songs. And then he added... Calvin Harris's name to the songwriting credits with okay. no legal action taken. A beef was squashed. Um, be- I guess at that time it was you know he he is one of the biggest most richest names ever at this point. But I guess he was the trajectory was occurring at this point. This so. was I think this is where it started. Yeah, this yeah. is where it really really yeah. took off. Like because I remember the, his terrible the, song with Dizzy Ross. Yeah, Dance with Me. That was on oh, the first record. If I'm out on a date. That Bro. is such a bad song. Absolutely terrible. <laughs> so, so shit. Like, the video is them in like a pub. Yeah, it, it looks so like, Larry. It looks like it was shot during COVID and it's from like 2007 so Larry. or eight, I think. So Larry. I'm but awful. this was, it really, um, this, this, as you say, Adam, this really did catapult him into that Euro dance. Yeah. Phase which really did, yeah, massively take so. him to new heights. Uh, and, and those that, collaborations with even like Rihanna and whatnot. That song, they came, did. they again followed this. Do you know, everyone what I mean? loves that song. I think it's terrible. Um, which one? They had two with Rihanna. We found love. Yeah. Did you know uh, it was actually the video was actually shot in a field? In one of those owl lad facts now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like like it's the, the Kirsty McCall that happened the other day. Matthew like, Broderick. Someone actually brought up the Kirsty McCall. Like you know, we were like, for fuck's sake. I will say uh, that there Matthew is a, Broderick. Yeah, yeah, that's another one. Uh, you used to hold me. Also, was on this album, which is another very good song, I think. But yeah. anyway. That's I'm not choice. alone. This is the hill that I died on. You are like alone I said. on this one. Well, do you know what? I'm, I'm happy you. to be here. Uh, a rift in the camp very early on. <laughs> so I've attacked. I've attacked. I win him back. I win him back with my next one. I've attacked yeah. his first pick, and uh, Dave it's, doesn't it, like. It's, it's back to you, Richard. Hate now, songs for, for number four. Um, I think um, very much in keeping with the 
teener of what was popular in this era. Um, the late 2000s was very much the peak for this artist. Um, there was a very, very strong art vibe from their work. And uh, this song is undeniable, I would say. Can't do it. Rah rah. Oh mama. Uh, rah. <laughs> what are you doing? This? I'm trying to do back a. I know. Again. I know what you're trying to do. But why are you doing? I, this? I like doing back a. Or tubs. You know. Rah rah. Oh. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Uh, Bad romance. Lady, uh, hell of a choice. Great choice. I. It was. Um, this. I felt there was a feeling when this song was out. That's like, whoa. This is possibly the pop song of the era. Um, it was oh, it's so good, such a floor filler. It actually reminds me, and I actually didn't choose it for this reason, but now it's, now that I've heard that in, in this communal setting of all three of us, it reminds me of um, there was a club night. Um, I think it was called Spy to Mango. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Tamanga. It was really cool. Spy yeah, and spy. War. Spy and War. It was yeah, all war over. In, it was in like and there was, was See You Next Tuesday. As yeah, well. yeah. It was on in um, beside the Powers Court. There was also Shot one called Center. Wax. Yeah. Was, yes, that yeah. was another one. Yeah, it was Lost Society was the name. Yeah, of the it was in. but they it had the best ones. They, that was the best place for insane. I remember there was like face paint and like we were dancing on couches and on any of these speaker stacks and stuff. It was incredibly insane and very unsafe. <laughs> in hindsight, oh, yeah. wow! I hope you were there yeah. saying that. This is this is out, out of control. This is no, Chambers but I'm just from, <laughs> from the lost society. We're reporting live. Has in fact been lost. Um, I just thought it was an insane era, and it was great. And uh, this artist has never hit that peak again. Um, she's had some great stuff since. What about the Top Gun song that everyone loves? They do love that song. I think it's quite good. What about Shallow? <laughs> I was only it was stuck in my head literally two days ago. Really? Tell me something, girl. Yeah. Um I because, agree um, with you that this what's is the name did a duet of it with what's her name? Bradley Cooper? No, um Ted Lasso. What? Jason Sudeikis. Sudeikis did a duet of it with Hannah Hannah Waddlington or Waddington. Waddingham, I think is her name. Uh, uh, where and why? <laughs> it was some charity dude. also by the way that show fucking sucks has always sucked was and you to, were you were wrong last season. I think last I think you were just you know you were wrong I'm not letting this go <laughs> we lived together and you were like Ted Loss is great man it was I very was enjoyable like, it was very uplifting yeah. I watched four jungle. episodes the, the last season was complete shit I watched four Trash. episodes and I was like complete I was like Richard's having a nervous breakdown I was like you think this is good so it was three seasons in total wasn't it three yes. seasons yeah Two three seasons. Se- first season very good second season good Third season, complete shit. Absolute, absolute <laughs> shit. And it was all, I th- I'm i convinced it was a big marketing strategy to like try and cleanse Jason Sudeikis' image after all yeah. of the stuff that happened. Maybe. 
with wholesome him, dad energy with him know? and like the divorce I can't, Olivia Wilde Olivia yeah. Wilde that's yeah. who it was yeah it, and like the papers being served while she was on stage oh my god like don't worry darling it's divorce papers <laughs> <laughs> very anyway, good very good lady, lady that was a great choice though Dave wasn't it which this, this song this is a great choice yeah ah, there we go I think I Telephone won. Telephone from the same album that's possibly? a good song I think Telephone's better she had great songs like just very creative I do also associate this lives. with going to college I, I recall yeah. the first album being out when I was going to college and like Just Dance was fucking everywhere. Mm-hmm. There was just, a girl in my yeah. class who Poker looked like Lady Gaga. Well. It was just like, it, it, you, everywhere you looked, it was Lady Gaga. It really was a moment though. Yeah. It really was. And there was a feeling that this was the most exciting artist. That this was like the next, the, the biggest pop star in many ways since Michael Jackson. Yeah, 100%. Like, it really she, did feel like that. She came in, she kicked the door down. Yeah. You know, and like the combination she had with, she had a co-writer called Blood Pop. I think she did a lot of work with him. For like a couple of albums, even into like when she was working with Mark yeah. Ronson, I can't remember the the guy's actual name. The weird thing is that like Blood Pop is great, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Blood, it, Blood Pop. There's a good Justin Bieber song with Blood Pop. Um, yeah, can, um, can we still be friends? I think it's called. The notes. He was yeah, he was kind of in very niche circles. Like he spent a lot of time with Bieber, a lot of time with. Um, mm-hmm. Can anyone? A lot of time with Lady Gaga. Can anyone name the uh, the guy who appears on Just Dance? I can. Can you? Col- I have an obsession with this guy. Colby Jones. Colby O'Donnell. Colby O'Donnell. Oh, so Whatever close. happened to him? No, man? he was. In the, he's in that one song and the video, and then never seen again. What happened to him? Are you like when I had Twitter? I used to genuinely tweet this. I'd say once a year. I'd be like, "What's where has he gone?" Up to? Like, <laughs> what's he doing? I hope he's happy. I sure hope he is making I, I royalties off I che- that. No, I checked this out. He is still making music, but very little. Oh, okay. That's fine. Yeah. He, he made this. He was well, of, he was, was there when this was made. He was one of Akon's guys. I think that, like, he was one of his first Oh, Akon, Akon, Akon connection is in the strange. video for Just Dance, but isn't he? didn't Akon, like, kind of launch Lady Gaga or something? That was the story, that he's making a hell of a lot of money off of royalties from Lady Gaga because he kind of... Does he have a producer credit or something like that? I think so, yeah. I think mm. he does. Do you know what else he, you know what else he launched by buying... He bought a thing... We talked about that like way back A-coin. on like uh, Acoin. No, before that, way like way back on like A-coin is very clear. one of the first episodes of No Encore. I think we were talking about like top ten like weird things celebrities have invested in. Acon bought himself a diamond mine. I do remember this. Yeah, it was a it, conflict diamond. It was in mine. Sierra Leone, wasn't it? I think it might have been. Yeah. Because he did a whole thing in... Fucking ridiculous. Is it Senegal? He's done a thing where he's like essentially created a sustainable energy program for yeah. the country. Yes, 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 yes. Is that actually a thing? It's, yeah. I swear to God, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Got it's unbelievable. He's done some very good things <laughs> yeah. in his time. Buying the diamond mine was not one of them. No. But this, unless he cleaned one. it up. He's like got yeah. a big renewable energy project. Is it, It's like Senegal or something like that. I can't remember That's where cool. it is. But Fair I, I definitely remember seeing... We'll, get, we'll get him on next week. We'll get yeah. him on next week, yeah. We'll, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll phone we'll, him in. Right. Uh, my number... Yeah, good choice, Richard. My number four. It's your number four as a collective Adam's number four yes this is essentially my number four again yeah and I do like this one okay I have won you back that's good um, this song was is a song one of the singles off one of my favourite albums of all time by one of my favourite groups of all time Ooh. and again at this like this was kind of a uh, a real peak moment for a lot of bands in this world is it a pop banger though you decide
So wow. yes, um, is it a pop song? We yes, can, I guess it is. I guess it is. It was decided. all over the like music videos. You talk about radio. You, you talk about your Fallout Boys. Yeah, this is thanks for the memories, of course, or thanks for the murmurs. Thanks for the murmurs. Uh, you you talk about Lady Gaga dominating. Like again, there was that period of time where Fallout Boy were unavoidable. Yeah, and, and unstoppable. That, that ran as well. from like I think two thousand and five to about t- to about two thousand and seven. It was those two albums. It was from Under the Cork Tree and Infinity on High, and mm. they were. Everywhere. Yeah, fucking everywhere. Great montage music as well. Yeah, very much uh, the early YouTube compilations or Bebo flashboxes. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, I think I also resisted them for a bit, but stuff like this did win me over eventually. It's so like this to me is just the perfect. He's combination. a great songwriter, uh, Patrick Stump or yeah. Pete Wentz. Well, Patrick, Patrick Stump, Stump is the he composed this. <laughs> That's his name. Patrick That's Stump. His name, yeah. The name of the singer. Great stuff. Uh, he composed it, so he did the music. You're stumped now, Patrick. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Richard's still reeling over that fact there. <laughs> I don't know that's his name. <laughs> no, I don't know his name. Because <laughs> he's a very good singer. He's a very good songwriter. He is a good singer. I was, I was, literally, that was the point I was actually going to make. He, yeah. I think he's a great voice for this sort of music. Incredible voice. It always Does blew stumpy. my mind. Always blew my mind that Pete Wentz wrote the lyrics. Yeah, that makes sense. Always blew my mind. It's kind of like Wentz. a Kaiser Chief situation where yeah. the drummer wrote everything. Yeah, so oh. Pete Wentz writes the lyrics and um, Patrick Stump, yes, that is his name, wrote... Stumpman. Oh, a big fan of Stump. Yeah, Stumpy uh, wrote the... I did the Stumpy. <laughs> Stump season, kids. Wrote the music. Yeah. So that was kind of the combination Lennon that they and had. McCartney, yes. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, so this Headfield day... and, uh, <laughs> and Ulrich. Oh, God. <laughs> Please don't compare my boys to them. Um, debuted March 20, 2007. Uh, second single from the album Infinity on High. Again, yeah. like I said, one of my favourite albums of Who's all time. Who's in the video? Do you remember? Who's the I'm going to get to that. Okay, yeah. There's a babe in the video. So this, this is one of two songs that was produced by Babyface, a record producer who... And there's a Babyface on the song. There is, who we all know from uh, one of the fame, but this is one of the uh, Mount Rushmore songs of No Encore, I would say. Go on. Ooh. He produced Boys to Men's End of the Road. Holy wow. fuck. I mean, that should be on everyone's Mount Rushmore. Yeah, Maybe so, the greatest song of all time. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Really? It has been talked about well, extensively. Y- y- End of the Road podcast. by Boys to Men. It's a great song. It's astonishing. So this wasn't like close to a chart topper, really. It peaked at number 11 on the Billboard Hot 100, and that was nine places lower than the previous single, which was This Ain't a Scene. It's an arms race. This is a better song. Uh, this Way is a better. much better song. Which is why I You do know the other one. Which one's that one? This ain't a scene, it's, it's a, a goddamn God arms race. You, Probably do, don't you? Oh, 100%. Has the video there at the funeral? You know, like it's... it's but big. speaking of videos, yeah. let's oh, get in. Yeah. Let's get into this one. I also wanted to be known that I'm using the word babe in the parlance of like, that's, you know, the, let's put a babe in the video. I was going to call you up on it, yeah. But I wasn't, I'm being ironic. Yeah. He's an ironic guy. Have, a, you, have you any idea who it is? There's an aesthetically no, I pleasing actually. woman in the I, video. I can, I can, if I can, if I focus my mind, I can sort of see... A three-second flash of the video, but nothing more. Okay, so I'm going to take you through it, and I'm not going to... I'll, I'll let you know who it is when yeah. they appear in the yeah. video. So this video was fucking insane, yeah. right? It was... <laughs> it was everywhere. It, yeah. It, and it does you know, feel like... It's, yeah. it's like it was in the era of like really, really great music videos with huge budgets. Like Also a time when videos budgets. still had a cachet. 100%. They don't really and when the like, MTV anymore. music channels were still yeah. very much like, mm-hmm. you know, where you discovered stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it shows the band, and they're in like this big kind of stage room whatever you would like to call it with um, FOB and like bulbed lights oh yes yes yes, yes, yes. like Elvis kind of stuff a sound set sort of dressed dressed in like kind of crooner outfits I would say so the song kind of just kicks in and then it immediately stops and you turn around to see that the director and all of the personnel working on the music video are fucking chimpanzees genuine chimpanzees yeah and uh, that is one of them takes issue with Pete Wentz. One of them says, 
One of them is texting and says, yo, this band is whack. Yeah. It's, and it, I like it. It's which, the pro answer the time. Which also leads me to my belief that this uh, music video was entirely funded by Nokia because we see uh, Nokia sliding phone about six times wow. during this music video. Anyway, th- it goes on. And there's a, uh, a scene that the uh, chimp director, who is dressed in a fedora and an overshirt and cargo pants, yeah, um, high concept stuff. It's it is like t- it, so he he walks into a room with Pete w- Pete Wentz. Pete Wentz sits in the bed. Then this girl appears, who is none other. She's clearly a model. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So an actor, actor slash model. No idea. Model slash actor. Any idea? Megan Fox. No, infamous. Um, like spawned her own kind of genre of everything uh, I don't think we can give any more hints than we that. can't like, we're not going to get it it's Kim Kardashian it's Kim, oh, Ka- wow. it's Kim Kardashian what? yeah Kim Kardashian what yes um, yes it is her who is about to go in for the shift with Pete Wentz and then is immediately thrown to the side by the director and shown how to do it properly by the director. And Pete's not happy. And Pete's not happy. And so he, he smashes st- he storms his out of the room storms out of the room yeah and then uh, kisses Kim to, to which the, uh, ch- the chimp director turns around this. and has like this really like Search the evil word look on his face. <laughs> wow, yeah, it is her, all right. It's absolutely. Why am I confirming this? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> she looks very different to uh, how she does now. That's correct. Yes, yes it was does. very. It was early Kim Kardashian. That's years. wild. Yeah. yeah, I never knew that. Well, well, now so you there do. you go. We're here to help. And at the end, yeah, Pete Wentz takes his uh, takes his guitar and smashes up. Takes the ball and goes home. It's Classic a great song. Wentzy. It's an excellent song. I do love it. It's I, great. I yeah. guess it is a pop song. I actually, it did come up um, as I was sort of researching for this category, um, and I was, I did have that same rumination. I was wondering, do I? We ruled out a bunch of stuff because I was like, that's too yeah. rock. It, that's it too would dance. never have ended up in my top five anyway, but it, it did pass me on. It's like, hmm. Bit that, of shade there a, for us. That is a top five worthy pop song. This is where I think is the grey area that also allows me to put this song in because it was a yeah. time where pop punk was becoming extremely commercial. Very mainstream. Massively yeah. vi- massively like viable in that sense. Yes. And because of, again, the cachet that music videos had, etc., and the fact that this was, I th- I'm convinced this record was released on Def Jam originally. Because Jay-Z is in the first song on this record. Okay. Love it. Um, but again, it's You're like... You're crazy for this it's one. By far, <laughs> it, it's by far the most commercial record that they have. And I think that's one of the reasons why, it, you know, I can make the case for it to be a Number song. three for you, please, Richard. Um, this is now very much coming into um, my overwhelming sort of reason for doing this list is this type of song, this type of producer and this type of music. This is a song from a compilation album and it's by one of the greatest producers to ever walk the face of the earth. Timbaland featuring Kerry Hilson. Kerry Hilson is great. Yes. And 
There's a yeah. Sorry, there is a version with another lad. There's in it. two more people who feature on this. Yeah, yeah. Now, but I, I think it's really it we're Colby just looking O'Donis. for it. It's not Colby O'Donis, but by God, he earned his money on that one song that he did back then. <laughs> who are the extra features on this? I will tell you now. Give me. By one the way, second. this is a, this is a hundred percent. I'm flashbacks to me walking into Fusion and Drada and like yeah. th- this pumping out the door. It's a big a, walk, walk into in. a nightclub place. Hundred percent. What was that one Rihanna song? Uh, we found love. Not that one. There was a there was uh, not S and M. There was a Rihanna song that was just constantly like you know it's just like walking rude the door. boy. No, it wasn't rude boy. No. It was, was it the really really early one? Um, it's not SOS. It's not breaking dishes. It's not on the replay. No, it's not on the replay. It's not umbrella. Yeah, okay, I'm um, not sure. There's a particular Rihanna song that was just constantly like like basically like, you know it is. I think it is S and M. What's that one go like? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> if it's the one I'm thinking of, I think it's that one. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's um, that was really good conversation. Thanks, yeah, yeah. Six and stones may break my bones, but change. No, no, no. Come on, that one. Yeah, it's definitely one of those. Yeah, yeah. Like, like there, there, there were these songs that were just constantly like, and again, like, and if you went into like the rock club, uh, the alt club, which they had as well, if you walked in at any point during the late two thousands, it was <laughs> either standing in the way of control by the gossip yes. or. Um, the CSS song "Let's Make Love." Yes, hundred percent. Constantly fucking on. It felt like. Anyway, back to this one. It's the DOE I is the featuring artist. And I thought there was one more. And no, the video version of the song includes an extra verse from Timbaland's brother Sebastian. Okay, Fair is that S- unless that's SOE? No, that's right. That's I can't. No, really, you're right. It is. Yeah, yeah that's actually, I'm that's trying to This on. verse was added to pad out the song, <laughs> as the album version of the song has an elongated period of time in which nothing but the beat is played. I'm trying to Mar- picture right, the video. Is the video him in a suit? This is the talk I wanted. This is what I, I did want to talk about. The video. Him in a he suit is dancing? in a suit. Yes, but there's also three uh, freestyle footballers yeah, kicking around the soccer section, <laughs> kick, kicking around the Adidas Fever Nova, which is very of the era. <laughs> Amazing, uh, very World Cup 2006 football. I, think um, I have one of those that's just like rotted and sun bleached in my garage. Yeah, somewhere. yeah. But World Cup 2006 was good. This album um, has so many great songs. The drums are amazing on it. You uh, love the the kind of um, the metronome thing that they like. The, like yeah, like, 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 I. But this Tim. Timbaland, Timbo in this era, Timbo. as he as he likes to be called, Timbo in this era, unmatched. He also, and I want I, this was another one of the songs that was in my consideration. Although maybe I'm spoiling it by not putting it by saying it's not in my two and my one. Mm-hmm. Kanye West, stronger, yes, one Incredible. of another great floor filler of this era. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those walk into a club and it's like, oh, 100%. unbelievable, yeah. oh yeah, um, <laughs> it's gonna be a good night, guys. That song was only what it was because Timbaland fixed the drums on it. Timbaland, Kanye couldn't fix the drums on it. Timbaland was like, just came to do this, a famous clip of it. And he just goes, D-d-d-d-d-d. and he goes, and you see Kanye's like, that's it. Light bulb yeah. moment. Wow. And he yeah. fixed the drums on it. Because um, nobody did drums like Timbaland in that era. Yeah, he had a chokehold on the charts yeah. for the guts of six years. And it features, this song features a couple of uh, the Timbaland ad libs, which. Uh, are impossible to miss that yeah 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 <laughs> and the uh. <laughs> uh, I will say I love the uh, when he does the uh, I've talked about this before and I I, I will always go to war for apologize, apologize yeah. by, uh. by One Republic <laughs> and that video when the part where he's literally like in the studio and he's quite literally like he's sitting back and he's yeah. got his hand out yes. and he's literally willing the emotion on uh. fucking amazing yeah that's it's a great a real song. producer right and there you yeah. also get that bit as well where like the drummer throws his stick on the ground and it goes <laughs> Yeah. And then it's too late to apologize. What a song. So Timbaland though. What a man. That's a man now. That's a man now who knows his way around a pop record. But that is this song to me of all this could easily have been number one for me. It's very much 
what I was thinking of when I came up with the topic. Um, this is very much in that wheelhouse of this is a very distinct era oh, yeah, for pop music. Yeah. Right, number three for us. Yes. This is a Dave pick. We going to the UK, are we? This is where the quality control falls out the arse. Of this. <laughs> this is where it gets. This is where it just gets better and better, guys. Yeah, this is. Uh, this is all you, Dave. Okay, this is my substitution from. This the, is your substitution. So take that. We're bumped for this. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Here we go. Uh, an obscure track for some, but a great track for all. Who the devil was that, Dave? That was the Pipettes, who are a cult UK act, a shite, trio, Dave. a trio who. That was so shy. You're so wrong. It, the song is called "Pull Shapes," by the way. So try hard. Pull shapes by the <laughs> by the Pipettes, coasting along. Just coasting along, yeah, uh, in a try hard fashion. They were a Brighton act formed by shite. Robert Monster Bobby Barry. What a name, Monster Bobby. <laughs> Uh, the only wrestler sounds like a British a wrestler. Just yeah. <laughs> sound like a British wrestler. Monster Bobby! <laughs> Gets him with the monster match. Um, this one's over, folks. Uh, a band, a short lived band. They're incredible. This is like, this song from 2006. It's one of the purest oh, pop God. songs I've ever heard in my it's entire not life. Good. I will, it's astonishing. I will it's an astonishing. Say, I, song. Agree to this, I, I will say, what? when did you say this came out? 2006. I heard this song for the first time about four hours ago. Yeah, yeah, I've never heard that Genuinely. before in my life. I knew it'd be a new one for both of you. It's yeah. not a pop banger, then, is it? It is a pop banger. It peaked at number twenty-six in the UK. That's not charts. a pop banger. It doesn't have to be a chart topper. It does. No, it doesn't. It needs well, to be up my, there. I will say, mine is very much number eleven. What so do we I think? Was down, um, I wasn't near the top. What do we think the phrase "pull shapes" means? It's a British colloquialism. Pulling shapes. You're throwing shapes. Trying to like impress. Is it the same thing as that? Refers Show to off. the act of dancing. Well, that pull, makes sense. Pulling shapes. Throwing shapes. Throwing shapes. Yeah, it's a it's an astonishing song. I've is nothing, it? I've, that's, I've, I've, that's a big claim. No, it is. It, I, I think it's one of the greatest pop songs ever made. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. If you listen to this, <laughs> this will pop up in your one song a day list. No, it won't. Yes, it will. I've never going to hear that song again. I'm going to send it to you. I had a great time. I'm going to send it to you. Every My life day. was excellent when I didn't know that song. It's going to be even better when <laughs> I never I can hear it again. Imagine you just like running through the I don't know the Phoenix Park or something so like that, crap. and drop into your knees when this you. comes on your yeah. headphones. No, no, every single day for the rest of your life. Once a day. No, I will never hear that song again why that's just don't you hate, you hate women making pop music is it I've clearly not seen those judging by the rest of my list I would say uh, well let's, let's uh, proceed uh, and, and that one by the way for everyone listening who appreciates great pop music is Pole Shapes by the Pipettes I'm disappointed in that choice because you don't know it that's I'm very no I'm disappointed it's not good enough <clears throat> You heard, the high standards you heard of this 30 podcast. seconds of a song that you've never heard before and you're just doing this to wind me up no I was poor no, nah. it didn't have anything for me. There's no heart. There's no love in there. <laughs> There's so much heart and love in there. It's a song about heart and love. Oh, it's not good enough. 
Not good enough for the standard of Adam, podcast. Adam, move this man on. <laughs> I've got, Richard, give us your number three there. I have a song I'll now. I'll get cross, so I will. I have a song now which is all about heart. It's all about soul. <laughs> it's all about... It, it is... Oh, um, sorry, it's number two, by the way. Yeah, it's number, number two. Yeah, we're, we're, we're down to the real... That's what I said. We're, we're down to brass tacks Oh, I here. said number three. Oh, well. Yeah, I'm correcting myself. Well done, everybody. That's right. This Good show. podcast has fallen into ruin. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. This is um, the, the sad banger of our ages. just going down my face ah, there. but that is such a even when who we were listening to that song is it? we all did the drums yeah yeah, yeah. Robin Robin dancing on my own <sighs> famous it's, cover of the Kings of Leon song yeah. <laughs> it's actually it's actually such a perfect choice like I can't believe it's your number two and I don't think like, I'm not even sure that what I have can top this this is too good of a choice it's, it's so good an incredible song it's a, it's a perfect song it is it is mm-hmm. it, it's it's astonishing. Like, inarguable in any possible way. Yeah. Just the fact, I think, even our joint reaction to that song. I actually, I, I had a lot of fun trying to pick out what 30 seconds of each oh, you song. you nailed it, you nailed it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's the one. I did a comical, like, Denzel, like, gif of, of doing the hoo, as if, like, <laughs> collapsing. <laughs> yeah. I was, you know, it's just, it hits every fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. Every time. Without fail. And now you've been here, everybody's, everybody in this room has heard that song every single year since it's been out um, in various different settings. Uh, and it's just clean as a whistle. Yeah, yeah. Clean production, as a whistle. Production amazing, writing amazing, performance amazing. Like it is, it's one of the most bulletproof songs yeah. of all time. Big black sky over my town. You know, good stuff. She also sorry. Actually, I have a point about this song, which yeah. actually does grind my gears. Does that 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 English lad? I think it was an English lad who did like an acoustic version of this song. Yes, has way more. It was way more views on YouTube. Sorry, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That really annoying crap. He did like a sad, a sad boy acoustic guitar I'm version. In the corner. And everyone's like, I'm gonna look it up now because everyone's James like, Arthur? no, 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 no. It's Callum something. It's Cal. It is Callum something. Callum Dancing on my own. Hang on, I'm gonna look it up now. Kiss. And yeah. everyone's like, everyone's like, this is the greatest song of all time. How did you write this? You absolutely. Callum oikes. Scott. Yeah. Got it in the second. He time, was man. a Britain's Got Talent. Uh, I'm coming contestant. for him. I'm calling him out in the podcast. Uh, Callum, Callum's cover was a moderate sleeper hit throughout Europe, following substantial success in the UK. Where, How is it his where, song? Where no. it went viral on streaming services by initial radio play. Critical reception was polarized. With Robin, yeah. Robin, Robin praising the cover. Of course she would. But prominent music journalists she compared sounds. it negatively to her original. That's the yeah, correct. It completely is. It, it's the wrong. It's the antithesis of it. Isn't it, it completely is. It completely is, and it was. Um, it, <laughs> Hang on, hang on, sorry. An accompanying music video for Callum Scott's cover was released on the 15th of April, 2016, that received over 400 million YouTube yeah. views in four years. It's insane. It just, it just sparked that era of uh, annoying acoustic cover. Well, I don't know if it sparked it, but it was very much of that era. It didn't spark it, but, it, but it's, it's one of the biggest success it's, stories. Yeah, exactly. That. But that's too much about that, because he doesn't deserve a second more of our time, <laughs> the useless wastrel. Um, 
I Robin. Will say, I will say, speaking, speaking of covers, before we get into it, Kings of Leon did a live lounge, one of this, that is like very good, kind of gone on in live lounge history as one of the better covers. It's oh, fantastic. I must cover. have a look. Yeah. It's fantastic cover. I've softened on them over the years. I really like their last album, by the way. King I Leon. can't remember. Better learn to crawl. Before you walk away. Rich and I went to a, to a professional wrestling event back at the start of the year, and one of the heel stables came out to crawl by Kings of Leon. It was really cool. It was really we're good. Both, yeah, and we were both like, yeah. That's actually really bad. That was really good. Like, <laughs> like, it actually really works. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, Robin, back to Robin. Robin, Kings Robin is sensational. I, the, I, it was actually between this and... Um, uh, sorry, my mind's gone completely blank here. Is it With Every Heartbeat? Yes, exactly, yeah. By Robin and, and Clear, Up. Clear Up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, which is a great song as well. Yeah, that was, that was another one which really does hit every time as well. Yeah. The intro to that one is particularly zingy. Uh, pulls the heartstrings. Um, this was this is a sensational song, as you say, Adam. Completely bulletproof, um, and I I I think anybody who's listen, yeah. listening to the podcast is preaching to, to the converted because I don't know anybody who doesn't love this song. Yeah, so she tried. I think she tried to kind of sequelize it to a degree by with the song "Missing You," "Dancing which, on My Own" again, which is a very good song, but it's nowhere near as good as this. Um, no, this is a perfect choice, and it's got a hard act to follow. But I can do it. I can follow this. Wow, and I will follow. For your number two, yeah, with you this, can match this. This song has appeared before in top fives. Ah, uh, you can't do. I think it is. It's a time for a rule for top fives that it has to have a mac, that it has. I think. Do you know what I mean? Because I now have a a rotating chorus of guest co-hosts. Yeah, I suppose so. Everything old is new again. That's true. That and, is fair. And thus, let's have it. Yeah, this is everyone's Great tempo. Song. It's The Promise by Girls Aloud. And uh, it's perfect. It's their best song, in my opinion. Uh, friend of the show, Jen Gannon, former guest, hopefully future guest. Uh, she put up one of the... There was like a thing this week, people were picking their best Girls Aloud songs. And I scolded her for not picking this song. I wow. was like, how dare you not pick this song? Cause Great I'm that, song. Because I'm that guy. The conversation has arisen again because... They're coming back. Tomorrow, like, as of this podcast dropping, there probably will be a single. Okay. Ooh, this talk is coming back there is, I saw, yeah, I was wondering, because I, I didn't know that. Hmm. Heavily rumoured. Nicola Roberts has been teasing. I'm sure they all have. I just saw yeah, one Nadine of the has been teasing as well. Yeah. They were heavily rumoured to be on the Late Late Toy Show. Oh. I think there's betting odds have been narrowing on them. That is, of course, occurring the night of this so, podcast. Yeah. Maybe out. I've maybe I've spoiled the Toy what Show. What do you think of uh, Ryan Turbidy turning on the Christmas lights in Clifton on the same night as the Toy Show? Uh, Political move. I'm, gonna, I'm, this, I, I'm not saying anything which is going to be quoted in a news article because all I could say would end up being quotable because that's what my opinion on on some things are. All bets are off except for these. That's fine. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, though. you're good. A fair play. That's a good get for the people at Clifton. He's a big star. It is a good get. Um, so hang on a second. Back to the girls led the promise though. Uh, an astonishing song. One of the greatest. Their greatest in my opinion. And also it does have... <laughs> <laughs> move on, please. I, I did move. I literally yeah. moved along. Girls like, allowed. Girls allowed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's an astonishing song. It's perfect. It's amazing. And also very poignant because, you know, uh, they're obviously coming back as a quartet, uh, RIP Sarah Harding. Oh, my God, and, yeah. And if you watch this video, there's a beautiful moment in the video where Sarah Harding gets, like, a really good solo moment. Mm, and nice. in the video, because they're all, like, they're at the drive-in movie theater and, like, they're all, like, looking at her and, like, when she does her bit and, like, they're all kind of, like, they're, they're cheering her on and, like, it's actually, like, when she died, it was, like, that clip in mm. isolation just became so fucking emotional. But they're an amazing band. I've always loved Girls Loud. You really spoken, have, actually. I've spoken at length on this podcast. Yeah, I've yeah. always fucking... Another Mount Rushmore song, I think, for, wow. for the podcast. I think that they have as good a singles run as any act I've ever experienced. Their singles are unbelievably Even good. Even better than Drake. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, I'm hang on a second. Gonna edit, <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to edit that out for that your is own preposterous. No, you're, <laughs> you're leaving that in. Yeah, uh, that's preposterous. That's preposterous. I say that. How dare you? Yeah. No, I, I think they're I think they're phenomenal. I'm delighted that they're yeah. back. And Good you know, band. I, like, I think they weren't even maybe they weren't as appreciated in the time as they should have been. I, I think, think they were huge I think in their we time. Of, they were massive, but I think we kind of took them for granted to a degree. I think, yeah. How good the songs were. General Musos probably took them for granted, I'd say. Mm, yeah. yeah, I would, I would, I'd be inclined to But agree. then they yeah. did also have like, you know, a, a following, like people were kind of saying, this is actually very sophisticated and they're actually very, very good. And of course, what was annoying was there was also, you mentioned earlier on, you're talking about like live lounge covers. Yeah. yeah. Arctic Monkeys yeah. did Love Machine and everyone, and also they were, and also they were Just totally. Just a love machine. <laughs> <laughs> they were totally that's great they, they were they were totally <laughs> I could do it I could, I could do impressions of him all day go on do it again you need to give me a song uh, Love Machine by Girls no um, fuck what we'll, we... we'll try one more before the end of the show yeah yeah um, we come up with a one Dancing on my own show. by Robin uh, Dancing I'm in the corner <laughs> watching you kiss him Dancing, oh, oh, dancing, dancing on me own. <laughs> Perfect. They did a cover of Love Machine and they they totally took the piss and everyone thought it was hilarious and everyone thought it also gave credibility and it was just like, nah, Ooh. fuck you lads. They were, they were doing the fucking... They're being oh, arseholes. You guys are stupid girl band thing. Yeah, just like, don't like them. Dumb. Well, I don't don't like them. I do like them, but I just thought it was ridiculous. Love Girls Aloud, this is their best song and it's my number two. Can That's we have, a great song. Can we have your number one? Here we go. Yeah, so down to number one here. This is um this this was um it was only ever gonna be between this one and probably my number three. Yeah. For it to be is, number one, which is odd. This uh, is definitely the one that I said that you were going to pick. Yeah, I think it's very obvious because I think it's probably the one I was texting you about at the time. And it is an artist who had a run of unprecedented success with this <laughs> with this with this one album, and then I don't really know a huge amount of what else she did. Let me ask you: by any chance, without giving it away, was she just announced as the headliner of an Irish festival? She certainly I was. I fucking knew it. She certainly was. <laughs> Nelly. <laughs> Nelly Furtado. Say it right. What a fucking song. I knew you picked Nelly, it. Nelly, Nelly. Perfect. 
Loose was the album. Yes, it was. Man Eater was on it. Promiscuous oh, was on it. Hang on. I'm, I, just before we go any further. Big we, Extra Vision album. We uh, need to go. Higher track list of singles, I'd yes. say. Yes. Hold on. I'm going to dig it out here. I should have had it ready to As go. As you're digging out, I will say that this song to me also brings me back to the, the Fusion nightclub in Drada. And this is me. This is my, like, Dave is, like, brooding in the balcony, yeah. overlooking the dance floor, like, sting. Tap, yeah. Tapping a foot. Like, like, sting the wrestler in the rafters. Perhaps you know. ad libbing like Tim Bland is in this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just staring down on people dancing and being, like, you know, just being being all moody and cool in the club singles from the album Loose No Hey Gual don't know that one Promiscuous mm-hmm. there's a there's a banger there good song Man Eater great tune it's fine Say It Right of course astonishing the best pop song uh, All Good Things Come to an End fucking incredible I don't think I know that one you do play that song there <laughs> we can't do that no, you didn't come prepared with a cliff <laughs> All Good Things Come to an End definitely was it was a huge song I'll listen to it later if you, listen to the, to if you listen to the pup, the, the puppets. Why am I singing so much on this podcast? <laughs> the puppets. Uh, unbelievable. 2006 album. Um, an incredible run of songs. Um, massive. Just in a row there. Absolutely massive. This again is Timbaland production um, and oozes all of his strengths. 100%. The ad libs, the drum machine is. None of his weaknesses. Fucking incredible. It's yeah. incredible. The drum machine is incredible. I uh, should know for the music video as well, for every uh, part of the, you know, those A's and A, whatever you heard uh, there, he appeared on screen. Yeah. <laughs> I, the appearance fees were coming out the fucking one. Which I'm delighted for. He got his check. <laughs> this fella was making a living on like three seconds in a music video, you know? Like, it's Simon just insane, style, insane yeah. though. Glow as well was another song, which uh, was, I think, um, a single as well. Um, I just I can't get over this album whenever people bring up this album I'm like that is unbelievable she had a sensational voice for this type of pop music as well perfect perfect fit Um, she did a few other songs in that era she had the one with Justin Timberlake as well Oh yes, I think so. Give it to me. Give it to me. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was Madonna as well. Was Madonna involved in that one as well, or something? Oh, well, She's a Canadian. I want to say Canadian. Yes, this is also Canadian. a world away from her debut, which was like you know, I'm like a bird, and I'm like a bird. I'm like this was a her. Bird. You know, <clears throat> this is her mean and moody era. Try to fly away. She did a song with uh, James Morrison as well. I don't know whether that was before. Yes, or yes. After. broken string. Yeah, which and I, I have a song. Horrendous. Before. Is that him being like? Yeah, you really. can't play on broken strings. He's one of those people who clearly, like, I'm sure he's made millions, but he's the most in the background, no presence, yeah. no, like, just he's like, like Aldi James Blunt. Yeah, yeah. I think there's word, there was rumor, I must say, and there's a timeliness to my choice of this. There are rumors that that dynamic duo which has created this, Nelly, yeah, Furtado, and the one and only Timbo are back at it again. Was it that there was a screenshot of her on his live stream or they were on Zoom together yes, or heard something? The, yeah. This is, it set the internet aflame. Nice. Social media reacts as screenshots. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just think that's an incredible duo to make incredible pop music yeah. and that is just... They nailed it. This album, oh. was, this album was everywhere. I can see the cover. I can see the cover on the shelf in Extra Vision. It was just constant, constant play all the time. I think it had a huge influence as well on a lot of what happened in dance music afterwards as well. There's a lot of this. It was, it was such a weird time because like even going back to the the Robin pick there as well, and I know I said it for, for Fall Out Boy, but like so many different genres were becoming commercial at this time. Like, yeah, yeah. Like you had dance music, which was having its its big moment, you know, because yeah. all of the, like the David Geddes and the, your David Geddes, your Calvin Harris's. <laughs> shout um, out to his family. Uh, shout out to his family. 
unforgivable. Um, oh my God. But like they were all the funniest thing ever. Topping the charts with these features from massive, massive artists with like, you know, David Guetta had When Love Takes Over, Calvin Harris had um the Dizzy Rascal song and then there we was found Love Pla- Rihanna. Yeah, there was yeah. more then that came afterwards. So and uh, it was just like this real colliding of yes. worlds from like every aspect and even like the hip hop stuff with Timberland like he's bringing all of that into pop music as well mm. great time it was really great time for music a Reddit Reddit comment uh, um, on this song I got in a car wreck with my mom when Promiscuous Girl played out on the radio and I was so embarrassed I had to get out of the car wearing my Spongebob pyjama pants what on <laughs> earth people are weird people are weird you wouldn't get that on YouTube it's, no, much, YouTube, look, it's YouTube much would have a uh, much longer <laughs> yeah definitely much, much longer more, most, much weirdly more earnest. detailed but stuff yeah. she just she did in many ways I think there, there was a song she had in 2010 I can't, I can't it doesn't come to mind there um, but I wonder what song that was there was a song which I was when I was researching that she did have some really big song in there was definitely a drop off after this but like it, it, it just wasn't the same but she's back she's playing Forbidden Fruit so there you go. Oh, top, I, I, I top would go just for headliner. this. Now, yeah. in 2024. I did, I did see someone say with screenshot of that and an Ellie Furtado song playing on their Instagram story saying, I can't believe I'm going to be at the barrier for an entire day for yeah. forbi- at Forbidden Fruit waiting for Nelly Furtado. Waiting through stage. Orbital. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Barry can't swim. Freddie DJ Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, <laughs> I'm hanging around. Right. Uh, number one. Uh, how do you follow that? With this, a song I think is Bulletproof, Incredible. Bullet. It's not, no, it's, it's not, it's not LaRue. LaRue. <laughs> Number one, uh, the greatest pop song of all time. Because I can see us holding hands, walking on the beach, our toes in the sand. I can see us on the countryside, sitting on the grassland side by side. You could be my baby, let me make you my lady. Girl, you amaze me, we gotta do nothing crazy. See, all I want you to do is be my love. My love. My love. My love. Richard Chambers on a mission to ruin the song for me. Uh, it is My Love by Justin Timberlake. Uh, the greatest pop song of all time. Would you agree? No. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm staggered that you said that. I think it's a very good song, but I'm staggered. It is, it's very much in keeping with my picks there. Can you do your impression of that bit? <laughs> it's very good. What does Tim Blood say there? That, uh, uh, so don't give away. Yeah. Don't give away. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to ruin it for me. I, I have to say, an insane bit of music in there. This album was like a fucking, like a rocket ship crashed into my iPod and blew it apart because, like a Casapian song. This, like, this whole album just like was really one of the fulcrums for yeah. pop music changing. Oh, it was. Like, completely. You know what I mean? It blew apart all of what what we thought we knew yeah. and then kind future of, sex slash love sound and put it all back together but like again Timbaland uh, come this on this is the like, Timbo list this may as well have just been the Timbo list and I, yeah. I, I'm actually very thankful for that because that's kind of what the the inspiration for the the, the chat yeah. was he giving dominated. flowers to the, the great man he dominated he was yeah. everywhere 100% it was like the intro to this song by the way is amazing oh yeah yeah, the whole song is there's like even a, the Ti verse is good. That's how good this song is. <laughs> there is like because let's not go that far. <laughs> the album version had like the what is it the, like the My Love interlude yes. or whatever, and then it actually just like goes gapless into this song, yes. which is fantastic. It's phenomenal. Like the album itself, as a listen, is just pretty great, brilliant. Yeah, and again, it was one of those 
to, for me anyway, it was like a really synergetic thing between him, between uh, Justin Timberlake and Timberland, as it was with T- Justin Timberlake and the Neptunes. It was the same thing. Yes. It just felt so elevated because it was the perfect time for Timberland. Justin Timberlake kind of needed to do something a little bit different. Yeah. And he just... Shave his yeah. head and, and wear a suit and get all sexy. Yeah. In time style. I, yeah, I do prefer... This is where our, our camps split is where I prefer the Timberland and Nelly Furtado thing. You guys prefer perhaps the Nelly... Or not the Nelly, the, the Timberland and Justin Timberlake thing. Do you yeah. remember that AO Technology song? That could have been on With this 50 Cent? Yeah. Incredible. Uh, it's kind of a terrible song, but I like it. You know? Oh, no, it's Talk great. to me, girl. There was also... Oh, <laughs> There's also a thing here where it's like this is the peak for Timberlake, I think, because he's he's very downhill after this. Uh, you know, he's doing. I saw. I, I was amazed, David. I was amazed to see him uh, and repeatedly see him because I then followed him on this social media platform of TikTok, live mixing and doing doing mad shit. Okay, I saw him live with Jay Jay Z did a gig in the Three Arena, and Timberland was also was as well as being Jay Z's DJ on the night did um, an opening set which was great so we got to see him playing some of these hmm. uh, but it was just Timbo sweating on stage getting tired and then waiting for Jay to come out and go <laughs> <laughs> uh, as for as for Justin Timberlake I mean this Boo. is yeah yeah bad man yeah. and also this is like this is this is the best moment for him I think you know it was the, definitely the, the follow up album yeah. uh, 2020 Peak. Experience Peak. Part 1 is not great but it, but it does have Mirrors which is a fantastic song and then it has the Part 2 of the album which is absolutely terrible uh, he got he got happy, you know. He, he married Jessica Biel, moved to the right, forest, moved to the forest, and released the Man worst, of the Woods, the worst album he, of, of the last ten years. Man of the Woods, so patchy. He's such a he's such a one note. He's a what's such a one note man. I think he, he sta- peaked on his first album. I think he stands on the shoulders of giants. Yeah. I think that's how like his success was. They used him well, intrinsically linked to the Neptunes and Timberland. I, I and I will die. On I that think hill. we could get Timberland on this podcast. <laughs> we can try. He's had a hair transplant. I just googled news to him. He has. He's, he's just had, had a hair, hair transplant. Yeah. Fair play. Don't say I didn't tell you, he says. Does he, is it like long, like Rick Rubin? Uh, no, it like, no, it seems quite short. It's just restorative, I guess. Uh, he's apologised to Britney Spears as well. Timbaland has? Yeah. For what? After he said, oh no, this is unfortunate. He said that Justin Timberlake should have put a muzzle on her. Oh Jesus. Oh no. Yeah, it's not good. After we well, praised the man for, for minutes and minutes of podcast, you Well, he's apologised. At least he, he recognises the errors he's, of his ways. Uh, it's too late to apologise though, it, as, uh, as we know. If you do want to catch Timberland, he is on Twitch streaming constantly. I don't know if he still oh. is as regular as he was maybe a year or so ago, but he does like beat battles. There's been people from Ireland who have been featured on it. Wow. Can't think of the names of certain producers at the moment, but I have seen footage of people's beats being played on his thing and it's it, it, even if he went onto YouTube and just bought, type in Timbaland reacts he reacts to like there's one where like there's a Maori famous produ- World Cup goals there's a Maori producer who sent him in a beat and it's like a thing where he reacts to that and it's like mm. it, it, it's got a lot of views on it it's very very good very good watch um, he gave his he used the, his platform for, for good I will say that I think. I, I've also just realised that there was a Timbaland Nelly Furtado and Justin Timberlake track released this year oh apparently it was terrible I didn't, yeah. even, I didn't, um, even, I didn't even go near it I clicked on the goss.ie link there and it says everybody's saying the same thing about the new track there you go yeah. uh, that's kind of just heard it yeah. people were asking for the beats People were asking for these type of beats. Yeah, it's like Andre Timbo 3000 with a fluid album. It's the year, and also it's the, the year the last year. Also, sorry, yeah. the best album of the last ten years, Random Access Memories, was re-released without drums on it. Guys, why, we, we why try that. and alter perfection? Like, there's never, like, there's nothing. Don't take away from that album. If anything, add more. You know, we indulge yourselves, that. boys, as we did with our list. Richard Chambers, thank you very much. Are we done? Yeah. Ah, it's sad. That sad to see it go. That was my number one. That was good. Yeah. No, but are we done? 
that's usually how the, the, the show goes. Yeah. Well, I'd just like to say it's a good list. Thanks. We'll come back for a nineties, a late nineties Bob Baggers list. I wouldn't be. I against think this this year it could probably be visited again. I would one hundred percent go back and in again. And part again. two, like, part yeah. two, because I had I had a lot of lot of ones left on the chopping room floor. Yeah. As did we, and uh, you know, it's it's a tough one though. You got to be ruthless. That's how that's how it works. Uh, where can people find you online? I don't care. Don't want them to find me online. <laughs> uh, Richard's running a marathon next year for women's aid. Yeah, do that instead. That's in the notes. So go to the donate link there and throw some money to a very worthy cause. And um, we'll obviously be talking to you well before then. But best of luck anyway. Yeah, I'll be back on before then. I'll do um, some other list or something. Yeah, we'll like. do a quiz or something because we have to be on for done a quiz. quiz for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm working on it. Working there on it. Watch this space. Yeah. It's the exclusive, folks. Right. Uh, back next week, even though I'm on holidays. That's how much I love you guys. Uh, it's patreon.com slash noencore if you want to support this independent little project that we do. Richard, much love to you. Thanks for coming in. All the love in the world, guys. Adam, much love to you. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure being involved in this list this week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>